Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of a... The Bailey Show. All right, here it is Tuesday, the 7th day of November 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. And Kyle on the other side of the glass. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Use that to participate in the next four hours if you choose. Also use that to get on the text machine. On social, give us a like, share, follow at Listen to the BS on YouTube at The Bailey Show. Get our podcast and stream us on the Odyssey app for thebaileyshow.com or anywhere where you get podcasts. For that matter, uh, we'll release a new episode of The BS Uncensored tomorrow, but we put the show up in podcast form each and every day after the program. So close to 8 o'clock, more Green Day tickets to give to you. They'll be at Oracle Park, 20th of September of next year with Smashing Pumpkins. Rancid and the Linda Lindas, courtesy of Live Nation. More money to put in your pocket with a big fat bribe. That's $500. Uh, numerous opportunities to win $500. By listening to 98 Rock here today, uh, we will have an opportunity for you before 10 a.m. Uh, here shortly, next segment, we'll tell you what song you need to be listening for. Uh, actually, I've got to write it down because I did not, so I probably should know that as well. Uh, it's always good to, for me to know. Mm-hmm. Do you notice, Usually. Do you notice Nelson and I dress the same today? Like no, we have the I same colors on and everything? I didn't even notice that. I hate when that stuff happens. Oh, you guys do. Look at that. This yeah, was this is a lighter blue. <laughs> it's still a baby sky blue. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Me and you have something in common today that you didn't even notice. Uh, Yeah, I did. But you but didn't I'll say let, nothing? I'll let you tell people. No, you tell us. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know you don't, but look down. Look at my feet. Oh, you got some new sneakers. Yeah, and I got the kind you suggested. You got, you got the OCs. Yeah. Yeah, well, your feet hurting? Yeah. Yeah. And I need good. some good shoes. Where'd you get them at? The mall. The mall, okay. Five Nelsons. Uh, I wish you would have told me because I found a little, uh, um, uh, a place you get them and get them cheaper. Oh, well, as not- much as you've talked to me about these shoes, you have not talked to me about a cheaper place to buy them. Well, well it <laughs> doesn't, doesn't come up in normal conversation, but Nordstrom Rack uh, we found that you can get them, you know, and they're they're good. Like if you if you find the right day and they uh-huh. get a shipment in, mm-hmm. they're like sixty dollars cheaper. Whoa! Yeah, wow. I know. Wow. That's why that's where we've been. I'm all for the deal, man. I tell you, if I can save some money, I'm all about it. You like you like you feel like you got one over on the man. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like ah, you're not getting me for full price, you son of a bitch. And sixty bucks is a lot. Off. That's a lot of money, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. She was a little pricey. Very. Did you just get those? Yeah, yesterday. Very proud of yourself. Thank you. It's like she, I, I've never seen someone so proud of sneakers. <laughs> nope. Like non J's, right? You're right. And she was ready to like. She pointed the toe a little bit. She wanted you to see it. Like she was like a little kid. Like so, I, I can understand the Jordan thing. Because I, I grew up with the Jordans. I get it. You know, uh-huh. I, I understand everybody's like, check these out. You know, right. These are like $1,800. Okay, I get it. That's cool. I'm not a, I don't like to spend a lot of money on sneakers. Mm-hmm. They're not actually, the shoes are horrible for your feet. Anyway, you get older, you want comfortable shoes. I mean, I'm not at the all white orthopedic New Balance stage. <laughs> 
But, the, you know, some of these new brands like OC and OnCloud, because I had really bad foot problems. I hadn't played tennis in like four or five months. When I was playing four times a week, uh, I, I, I was so bad that I was on crutches because um, oh, yeah. I uh, the, the, the foot. Fasciitis. Yeah, fa- plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was so bad, and it, it mm. went for over a year. I could, but I kept playing on it because mm-hmm. when I played, it didn't hurt. It was when right. I stopped. Sure, you know. So I was like, I'll do everything. So I got rid of all my shoes. I went up um, a size because I thought that that might have been probably oh, like, like you're cramping your foot. Spent mm-hmm. stupid money on getting these custom insoles, which insoles, which are such a, a, a rip. <laughs> you know, get the heel cushion. I got a shot um, of um, what's the stuff. Uh, uh, cortisone. Cortisone. Mm-hmm. I got a cortisone shot in, in my your foot. Foot. Oh, I will never forget uh, that. Do you want to know what pain feels like uh, outside of being trapped in, you know, being a POW in Vietnam? Cortisone shot is the most painful thing you can. And they even numb it, but oh, they can only right. numb it so much. Mm-hmm. You can't numb the inside. You can only numb the initial shot. Yes. It feels like a spear is going through your foot you can Ugh. actually feel the needle and it is a big needle and i don't mind needles but this was painful Ugh. but i felt great afterwards Im- immediately afterward like that was the savior that shot was the savior oh. yeah but then it's only good for a couple weeks isn't it? you know yes you that is that's how cortisone works but it's it seemed to do the trick with me uh-huh like it it, it reduced the inflammation so much because all plantar fasciitis is, it's really not your foot. It's your Achilles and your calf. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, so with any muscle in your body that hurts, normally it's the attached muscle that's the problem. And that's how you fix it. So in order to get rid of plantar fasciitis in your foot, you have a web, right? Okay, yeah. And, and, and the web goes to your toes. That web is connected to your Achilles, and your Achilles is connected to your calf. All that are the tendons that pull. So when it gets inflamed, it's getting inflamed because it's pulling. And it's pulling so tight that it hurts. So you have to loosen it up. So that's why, you know, you get massages great, but you massage the calf down. Just like if you oh, get tenors el- a tennis elbow, tennis elbow is actually your forearm. It's not your elbow. So you would you would pull the tendons in your arm to uh, to to stretch it stretch out the, the the tightness in your elbow. What about gout? I get the gout. Gout has <laughs> that is actually connected to what's called your diet. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. It, like gout has nothing to do with what he's talking about. I'd Aww. like to see your gout. Uh, no, me gout. and Nelson are supposed to go walking, and I need some good shoes. And you brag about these shoes a lot, so I was like, I'm going to try these. Out. I want that pair of shoes. Now you got to You know what you got to add to it? What you got to add a custom insole, and you've got to add uh, a heel cushion. You didn't tell me all that. You just told me to get these shoes. I don't remember you ever saying, "Hey Bailey, can I grab five minutes to talk about sneakers?" I mean, it's not a normal conversation. You just told me about it in conversation when you were buying these shoes. Yeah, but I didn't didn't tell me I had to buy all kind of pieces to go with them. Well, I didn't realize you were all in. Now that you're all in, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. (laughs) I like talking about this stuff. Let's do it. I just want to go walking. Oh well, I need to prepare you to walk. Okay. All right. There's, there's You're not ready. You are not ready. Don't go anywhere. You are not prepared to walk just yet. You listen to me. You cannot walk okay. until we talk. All right. All right. Talk the walk. Listen so listen to this. Uh uh yes, yesterday uh, I'm at the house. I'm getting ready to leave, and somebody, uh, my doorbell goes off, which nobody comes and visits me. I'm like, oh, somebody come to loiter or whatever. Yep. And I was like, Jesus, Mary Joe's. Even I got signs outside, you know, don't come to my house. Anyway, <laughs> don't come to my house. So the, 
the, the I got this like little courtyard that goes to my front door. It's got a little gate, and I don't like to answer the my front door even if I see the people because I got five dogs behind me, and they you know I'm afraid they're going to get out, and it's they're loud, they're barking. So I'll usually I'll flank them and I'll go through the garage, mm. and for some reason they never hear me come through the garage. So I come through the garage and it's a it's a looks like a city worker. You know, he's got his hat, he's got his vest, mm-hmm. and he's holding one a meter. You know that the the big meter, yeah, the plastic like, sure, like, dome thing that's on the side of your house, mm-hmm. and he's got his badge and you know it's all legit. And uh, I said, "Yeah, man, what's up? What, what can I do for you?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm just here to replace your your meter." And I'm like, "Who are you?" And he goes, "My name is such and such. We're a contracted company from the city of Roseville. Um, we're doing. I thought my meter was on the like the other side of the house where I'd have to let him in the back and stuff, uh-huh. but it's not. It's it's pretty easy. It's right in front." And I go, well, no, I, I don't yeah. know who you, you are. You said no? I did. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I go, no, I, I don't know who you are. He goes, because we're going to have to shut the power off. And I'm like, no, I don't know who you are. You can't right. just roll up to somebody's house with this gimmick. And, and it looked all fake. Well, right? how do they normally do it if, if they this send happens? you a letter? Okay. So oh, okay. I said, so don't I you think that. it's a good idea to give me a heads up that some strange guy is going to be coming to put stuff on my house? Uh-huh. And he goes, well, they were supposed to. I go, well, they did not. And I said, well, you're going to have to come back, dude, until I, you know, this is not going to work right now. Right. And and he didn't even have a, a vehicle out front. Uh-huh. Like this. Not even a logo. They just dropped him off in the neighborhood. This day and age, you can't do stuff like that. No. So I go inside and I lie to the guys like, yeah, I can. I got uh, this computer program running. I can't turn the power right. off. I, I don't know what I made up. <laughs> Debugging. Something stupid. I'm writing code upstairs. Uh-huh. And, and so I go in and I was on my way out the door, actually. But I was like, I, you know, I need to figure this out. So I called the city of Roseville, and uh, I said, yes, very nice lady. I said, ma'am, I got this dude in my house who's trying to put this gimmick on my house, and I, I know nothing about this. She's like, well, we, we sent you a postcard, and then we put something on your door. I said, oh. I said, no, you didn't. I never got anything. She goes, well, sir, we can't control the mail. I go, well, I can't well, control not trusting people either. Well, so right. <laughs> I go, this is not going to work. She goes, okay, well, if you feel more comfortable, I'll have them call you to make an appointment. I said, yes, I yes. would. Thank okay. you very much. I appreciate that. Which they really should do with everybody. They should, because they never know, number one, if you're even going to be home. Right. Or just a, some automated phone call mm-hmm. or even an automated email. I mean, what's the stuff on the door and all that stuff? So uh, so somebody calls me immediately. And it was like, the guy's like, yes, sir, we're in your area. I'm like, yeah, I just talked. Didn't I just talk to you? He's like, no, that's, you know, I talked to one of my workers. I'm like, all right. Well, yeah, you can come to the house. It was easing out, but it was just so sketch. Oh, like, they came right back. They get like, yeah, they came right back. He's like, like he's be, lying. He be, didn't have no computer program be, running. It got done right. It got done faster. <laughs> well, wait, wait, when he called, when he called back, when he called back, he's like, so we can be there. In, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, okay. Well, my son's at the house cleaning his guns. So, just, <laughs> oh, goodness. just wanted to, you know, make sure somebody knows him. But isn't that just kind of? It's it's like a you answer your door, and somebody's trying to sell you a vacuum, like that's they a, did in the '50s or '60s, or a knife set. Yeah. Well, that's immediately what they tell you not to do. Just like accept strangers at your door anymore. Like you know, the the, the fail safe right is oh, oh well, check out their their ID, make sure they have an ID. I could have made that on my phone. Right. You know, I looked at his ID. I'm like, I could make that on my phone. That yep. doesn't mean you're legit. Mm-hmm. It's just so odd. I don't know how to fix it. Like, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm the only person that doesn't trust anyone, but I just thought that was just an odd way to do business in 2023 where you should never go go to someone's door. And it's sad because, you know, for kids, when I was a kid playing Little League, you'd go to each, go to door to door and 
ask for sponsors mm-hmm. and all but that. But now kind- everybody's scammers, so you can't trust people anymore. You can't do that. That's sad, but it's true. If somebody comes to your door selling something, they're either trying to do a home invasion or they're going to rob you. Like, there's no legit, because smart people don't do that anymore. Right. No, they stand in front of grocery stores. Exactly. They mm-hmm. find a base mm-hmm. and let you come to them. Yep. No, none of these people go to you anymore. Exactly. They still sell vacuums door to door. No, they really? do not. Kirby does. Yeah. No, they do not. Yes, wow, they do. nobody's came to my door ever. Yes, they do. And they drop off the shadiest dudes ever into a neighborhood and they just assault the neighborhood selling $2,500 vacuums. I, I do not believe you. I will give you a dollar if you can find a vacuum salesman that calls the show by 10 a.m. because that is just not, that's not a thing anymore. It is. There's no way that's a thing. Nobody's going to send somebody to somebody's door. They're going to get shot. Nobody trusts anybody. Nobody's going to buy a vacuum from somebody at, a, at the and door. It works, though. I'm no, telling you, people are buying these Kirby's, dude. I'll give you another dollar if you can tell me someone that's actually bought a vacuum from somebody that sold them one at I'm their door. i call my buddy. He bought it from <laughs> He did. Your buddy doesn't count. He does. He's got a lot of money. Uh, the Big Fat Bribe, $500. Let's get to that. You need to know what song you're listening for and all the details to go along with it, so we'll do that here in a minute. Hi. I don't get my Big Fat Bribe. Oh, son of a little thing. You do. I do. Show me the money. money. All right. It's 98 Rocks. Big Fat Bribe. There's one for being stupid. I got to tell you, man, we run a tight ship around these parts. Sure do. I mean, this is the most tightest, well-produced show I've ever seen. It is. Our show's pretty tight. I like the big gaps in between the imaging. Big gaps. (laughs) And the talk in between it. It's really, really good. All right. uh, So the Big Fat Bribe is uh, once again happening, so that means you have uh, more opportunities to win $500. You are listening for today's song of the day, which is Puddle of Mud, Drift and Die. Oh, poor West Scanlon. What a waste of a band. I w- Just getting ready to say exact same thing. <laughs> I think West Scanlon could have been the next big thing. So big. If his ego did not eat his entire career. Yeah, and then the drugs. And the party and, and all that stuff. Nonetheless, uh, when you hear that song, be color 18 to 916-909-0985. Get yourself $500. Uh, numerous opportunities throughout the day here on 98 Rock. But yes, we will... Definitely, without a doubt, 100% positive, uh, Puddle of Mud, Drift and Die will play for you before 10 a.m. I promise you that. James in Rough and Ready, former vacuum salesman. I don't believe you. You're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I got you now saying you're about to get those duckies. (laughs) Okay. And you said duckies. Hello? All right. Hold on. Let's vet James here. Okay. So what years did you sell vacuum cleaners door to door? It was uh, a few years ago, but the company is still in Yuba City, California to this day, walking door to door. They have the, the, the good-looking female door knockers that get us guys up in there and spend a couple hours on those carpets, and maybe that uh, owner will come out with a pillowcase full of $100 bills, because that's what happened to me. So somebody actually bought it wow. from you. Oh, I, I sold several, several, several. I got uh, once you get to your sixteenth one, you get to keep it, either sell it for full profit because it's all commission. It's nothing but commission. So it wasn't until I had my two week dry spell where I was like, nope, I'm done. Two weeks solid, <laughs> no money, I'm out. That's so odd in this day and age that people they let you in their house. Oh yeah, well you know if we kind of get tricked and then you got this 
cute little thing knocking on the door. Hey, I'm about to do this demonstration for you. And then here comes this burly six foot red bearded man. <laughs> right. I'm here to clean your carpet. <laughs> <laughs> they call me James the Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and people would buy them right on the spot. Right on the spot. Credit cards, cash, check, you name it. I've, I've, I mean, I've been some dirty houses too, and they were straight amazed. Those are great machines. They are too pricey. <laughs> is, is this the Kirby? That is that what you're talking? Uh, that's what I would assume. Is this the Kirby yeah, one? It's the Kirby. I, I sold the Blue Diamond series. It's like a twenty five hundred dollar vacuum. Yeah, well, I know. Va- I know vacuums are twenty two forty eight plus tax. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I know vacuums can, can get pricing. So I just am blown oh. away that, like, I'll even get you know. I, I really could spin this and say no. I said twenty twenty three, but I'm just blown away in the last five years that James was going up to people's houses. They were letting him in to vacuum their carpets, mm-hmm. and then they gave him money on the spot. Yeah, that's just nuts to oh, yeah. me. Did anybody get angry at you? uh, The the spouse would show up and be pissed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Had to be. All right. All right. Uh, Well, I got some more. Hey, you you got those duckies now, Ben? Yeah, two one dollar bills. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll, he's I, gonna pull them out of his pocket in just a second. That's what. Well, hold on. <laughs> the the bet was or the deal was two dollars. That's one of the two dollars. Oh, okay. Because I still have to talk to somebody that's purchased one. Oh, fair. Right. That mm-hmm. was the deal. That's fair. That's okay, fair. Okay. So right now you got you got one ducky. Thank you. All right, James. You have Thank a good day. We appreciate you, brother. James. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Have a great one. All right. We'll see you, Jocelyn in Grass Valley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So uh, I guess you're going to back the place so Nelson gets <laughs> ducky number two, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of my earliest childhood memories is my parents buying a Kirby vacuum. So I didn't personally buy it, but my parents did, and they still use it to this day. And that wow. was 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's outside. They're think- quality vacuum. Okay. Well, we're not popping the Kirby, but I said recently, 20 years ago, I, I believe that somebody would buy a vacuum at a door uh, from the, from somebody at their door, but not. Fu- it's, Dang it. <laughs> yeah, it's not in the last five years that your parents. What, what would happen right now if somebody rolled up to your parents' house? Do you think they'd let them in? Yeah, they'd probably let them in oh, because they would use this same vacuum for <laughs> 20 years. It's yeah, quality, man, it's a, you know. It's a weird vacuum. Okay, let me tell you something about vacuum. And this is such a stupid conversation uh-huh. and a topic, but there is like a cult following. You talk about brand loyal. So my mother, you know, she's not 76, she's 78, I found out. Okay. Wow. So she's so you're behind the curve. So so she's 78 years old. We've just reconnected. It's very good. You know, the whole family's getting back together, all that good stuff. So uh, you know, I try to help out as much as possible, but she's 78 years old. She's not tech savvy, mm-hmm. you know, bless her heart. So the other day, uh, we were in the car this past weekend and I called her just to say hi. Rachel's in the car with me and she's trying, she's driving. She's like, I hate driving. I've got to drive like 10 miles. And I'm like, where are you going? And she says, well, I've got to, I, I, I'm hoping this store's got my vacuum bags. Okay, well, no one uses vacuum bags anymore, right? <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Oh, my yep. mother is so brand loyal to Electric Lux. Okay, which yep. is another vacuum, like an old yep. school vacuum cleaner. <laughs> so she she shops at this like thrift store all the time, and she gets real excited, and it's called like LCM or something. She's like, "I this is like a a two hundred dollar vacuum. I got it for forty dollars. <laughs> That's a good deal, mom. So she got to keep them bags. And so she's like, "But you know, I just got to find a bag. I can't, I can't, I can't get a bag." Uh-huh. And uh, so Rach is like, "All right, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. okay, we got them set. We're sending them to you. How, how'd you do that?" 
Jace, how did you just, how do you, how are you sending me vacuum bags for my, my electric lock? I was like, Rach found them on Amazon. I need to find, I need to figure that thing out. Do you think Caleb, our son, can show me how to get on that thing? I was like, well, it takes credit cards. Well, I don't want to give him my information. Oh, there you go. You know, so we sent them to her, right? We sent her the bags, Jocelyn. My mother yesterday, this was a 20 minute conversation that went 19 minutes too long. She's texting me going, these bags just don't fit. I'm like, all right, mom, well, show me the model number, this and that. Going back and forth. About 12 text messages later, I'm like, Mom, these are the bags. I'm telling you. This is the same bags you just sent me. She goes, oh, they fit now. Thanks. Got to go. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's putting a man wrong? Bless right. her heart. Jocelyn, you're a sweetheart. You were- What's that? Uh-oh. Oh, she went out. Uh, we lost Jocelyn. Well, thank you, Jocelyn. Have Bye, a good Jocelyn. day. Bye. Take good care. Girl. All right. All right. Quickly. Jesse, uh, your mom bought one in the past five years? Yeah, she bought one about three years ago. The guy came to the door, and my daughter was with her, and they were getting to do the little sample circles, and my daughter was bringing new pillows. Here, vacuum this, vacuum this, and they were seeing the different, how That's nasty their pillows were with these little sample circles. Look how much. Crazy. You're going, oh, my God, this is disgusting. I'm never sleeping on the pillow again. Mom's like, here, take my money. Like, Je- oh God. Jesse, you, you, sound, you sound like a, an intelligent woman. Would you let somebody in this day and age in your house to vacuum your carpets? Dear God, no. <laughs> so what did you say to your parents? You're like, what are you doing? Oh, we're losing everybody. All right, I, all right. I, I can't do that. We're losing everybody. Everybody's cell phone's gone. Well, there you go, Nelson. Sorry, Jesse. Two dollars. Thank you. Two dollars. Yeah. Look at that. You made an extra two bucks. Came up. That's tomorrow's Diet Coke. This is an up week for you. That's an up week. All right, first round of headlines, please. I'm going to tell you where you could have some unclaimed money and what Tiger King star has pled guilty. You don't need that money. Bailey's wallet? Yeah, right. <laughs> Bailey's wallet and somewhere else. Oh, yeah, there you go. Ooh, two places. All right, two big stories from today. I'll get you learned a little bit with your first round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Just so everyone that's playing along, I paid Nelson. He did. He did. $2, mm-hmm. but all I had was a five, because mm-hmm. that's how I roll. Right. The big bills. <laughs> and so I'm playing with house money. Yes. So and he has informed me the juice is not running. The juice nope. is not running. Thank you. For the record. First time ever. And lesson learned. You want to generate phone calls on a new radio program in a new market you talk about vacuum cleaners and they're gonna call okay so i'm gonna make a note of that there's probably a good chance tomorrow we will talk about vacuum cleaners because <laughs> we want to talk to you i'll just find another way to spin it <laughs> maybe where's the craziest place you've ever used a vacuum cleaner call Ooh. now okay well so it'll be a lot of those little phoner topics that we'll do with vacuum cleaners all right First round of headlines, big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Best service, best price, guaranteed with the good guys. All right, Nikki D. Smud still has checks that need to be sent out. H1. Tens of thousands of dollars sitting in limbo. More than 2,100 people and businesses with a chunk of change due to them, and nearly all have no idea. Uh, Smud just released a 47-page list with the names of hundreds of customers and vendors who have uncashed checks that have been received from Smud. This is according to ABC 10. And if you go on ABC 10's website, they have a link that you can click to see if your name is on this list. You have until December the 18th at 5 p.m. to collect your money. And I've been sitting here going down the list. Not that I really know many people here, but 
This one lady has $4,000 that's just sitting. Well, I was going to ask you, does it show how much money they have? Yes, it has their wow, name on this list and how much yeah. money is owed. To that's them. right. <laughs> Seems kind of odd. that. Hey, by the way, Sarah, you've got $25,000 waiting. So when you come pick it up, I'm sure no one's going to be waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> I have been scrolling down this list for the longest. Just uh, by chance, if I see somebody's name, I know, which I doubt. But, yeah, there's a lot of money to be owed. You're like, Nikki D sounds a lot like Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's me. Well, I'm sorry, did I, did I miss it? What's the money for? Uh, just electric bill uh, reimbursements or something like that, overpayments. Like, I get a check every month. Well, I did back in Georgia from my electric company. So I guess at some point you may overpay and they have to give you money back. I don't think I've ever had that happen. At the end of the year, every year they send me a check. Really? Mm-hmm. And that, that, so you're thinking that's what this is? Yeah, that, that's what this is. Well, and also when you move, too, and you transfer, like, to a different service. Yeah, four grand? It's a lot. That's yeah. an overpayment, man. Because <laughs> most of the high amounts like that are like companies that they owe money back to. But uh, like this person right here, this is a regular, another lady. She has $1,500 that they owe her. Maybe so, we should take a segment and just read names out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have some money owed to you. And we'll, we'll, try to, we'll try to hijack the smud money and turn it into a show promotion. Right. Yeah, we just as soon as we run out all these duckies from the like, big fat bribe. We'll, we'll start running promos. It's like, if you're one of the lucky 40 in Sacramento, the BS wants to give you smud's money. Yep. Well, here's another guy. They, they owe him $4,000. That's a good idea. That's a lot of money to be Is that even legal? I don't know. I think it is a great idea. Just Tomorrow at 7.20, we're going to tell you <laughs> what name and how much you're going to make and the number to call. Right. <laughs> Not us. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're just, just going to tell you. <laughs> All right, second story. Another Tiger King star is off to prison, H2. A South Carolina man known for his appearance on the hit Netflix documentary Tiger King has pleaded guilty to federal charges. According to TMZ, Doc Antle, uh, famously known from the Tiger King documentary, has pled guilty to money laundering and sneaking around animals. Um, He's looking at a possible five years behind bars in prison. He cut a deal with the feds, though, so we're not sure how much time the judge is actually going to give him. But that's what he's facing. Well, you you know, you watch the documentary, you're like, that dude's shady. Yeah, I mean, they were all kind of shady, right? Uh He was way shady with all the girls. It was like a cult. I was just getting ready to say that he had like a cult going on because I watched his separate documentary where all the women were like coming forward with all the stuff that Mm -hmm. went on there. And I'm like, gosh, now I know all the celebrities that used to go to his um, sanctuary he had in South Carolina are probably like, dang, I was paying into the shade and and the illegalness. And you know who's the happiest out of everyone from that show is Jeff Lowe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, that dude, I mean, say what you want about him. Like, I kind of got to know him a little bit. He was cool to me. I mean, we ran into him, um, Nikki, well, we all do. We have a friend that lives down in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and and we're just walking down the street one day, and we see Jeff and his wife and his kid. Randomly, the guy from Tiger King. Mm-hmm. And he's dressed like he was on the show, and it's like 95 degrees outside. So hot over he's there. He's got his affliction shirt on, his leather jacket and everything. And I go up to him, like, hey, man, what's up? How are you? And I introduced myself. And at the time, we were podcasting. I was like, hey, I'd like to get you on the show. He's like, yeah. Gives me his number. And then just kept blowing me up. He's like, hey, you want to go grab drinks tonight? And I was like, oh, man, I'm tired. I'm going to stay in. And then, because uh, he opened up, or he is opening up, uh, a sanctuary in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Of course he is. And he, and he bought out, like, that, if you ever go to Playa del Carmen, it's beautiful. They have, like, this main strip. And on the strip, they have a, a brick and mortar where you can go and play with little baby tigers, mm-hmm. which, you know. However you feel about that. Feels mm-hmm. illegal. 
Right. You know, it's you know, it's it's cool, like because you get to play the Tigers, but you're like, where do the Tigers go after this? And you get sad. Um, <laughs> but you know, we had him on the podcast, and I've talked to him a couple times since, and he's a good. Like, I mean, I'm sure in real life, legally, he's probably done some shady stuff. Yeah. But to me, I was like. I like you, you know. <laughs> He's definitely shady. He's just as shady as all the rest of them on that show. But he hasn't gotten caught for anything. Not yet. Right. <laughs> He's living his Not best yet. life in Mexico. <laughs> just walking the streets with his baby and his wife. All right. Uh, yesterday I told you about my experience, uh, you know, again, being new to California and trying to abide by all of the laws and the rules here in the state of California <clears throat> when it comes to firearms. Trying to be a good citizen. So went and did my CCW class. I got to tell you, even if, you know, you're not a firearms person uh, or you have no desire to get a CCW, I I honestly would suggest you go through a class just so you can understand the rules, the laws, why people act the way they do and what you should do in any situation when it comes to self-defense. Not just a firearm, Mm -hmm. but what you can and cannot do. Our instructor uh, was amazing, uh, Paul Robbins. He was just a great, great guy, former Actually, radio and television personality here in Sacramento. So some of you might remember him from back in the day. I think he was on Fox, um, and uh, he also did radio. So I asked him to come on. We can chit-chat about it a little bit. So Paul will join us here next. Thank you. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D rubbing up on her face like she got a rash. You okay? My eyes are just itchy. All right. Careful what eye drops she use. Uh-huh. I don't really use eye drops. When we get all the recalls. Oh. Make your eyes fall out. There's uh, two dollars, Richard Nelson, Thank and Kyle you. on the other side of the glass. So uh, yesterday I was telling you about my experience, which you know I thought it was informative. You know, for for everybody, you know, whether you're a firearms person or not, uh, just to be educated. And, and and I like to learn things. And coming from the South, where you know firearm laws and rules are a lot different than they are in California, but I'm very much uh, pro getting instructions. Like I I feel. I'm not a fan of just anybody going to buy a firearm and then carry it and wave it around and not have any idea or any knowledge of what to do when that time comes because nobody's really prepared for that time, mm-hmm. uh, which is always combative with the diehard firearm people. They're like, you're not registering my guns. You're not, I don't need a class. I grew up watching clinics, you know, and all that stuff. <laughs> right. So uh, the more we know, the better. Obviously, learning is good. Knowledge is king, as Stussy used to say back in the day. So I took a, a CCW class because that's what you have to do, you know, uh, up until the new year. It's eight hours. So next year it goes to 16 hours and a little different rules for different counties. Uh, thank God I'm in Placer County where, um, uh, from what I understand, it's a little bit better. Uh, so I signed up for this class and our instructor, who some of you guys might remember, you know, he did local morning radio for 30 years, you know, here in Sacramento. Also did uh, TV news, morning TV news on Fox 40. So, Paul Robbins, how are you, Paul? I'm good, Jason. How are you? Good. Is this your first time back on the airwaves after 30 years? Let me think. Uh, you know what? It's the most significant time back on the airwaves. How about that? <laughs> good answer. You know, and here's the thing about Paul. is like you, you go to these classes and you expect them to be boring and just like get me through it. I want it. It's like I almost wish that I would have done the 16 hours. Because that's how good Paul is. Oh, okay. You want to be in his presence longer. He's a great communicator. Got you. And he made it fun. He involved the class. The class was phenomenal. We had a good group of people in that class, Paul. Yeah, we really did. That that was a good bunch. Although, you know what? That's kind of the 
consistent theme. Uh, and, and I appreciate what you were saying before I came on. Um, you know, in California, there are people very hinky about guns. Yeah. And they would be shocked to come to a class like you did and discover, man, what a nice bunch of people in here. That's always the case. Well, and that's the case with everything, right? If you're anti-whatever, you just discount any positives that might come along with it. Right. Uh, I, I, and and I, what I was kind of conveying yesterday is because I know, you know, that you're not going to talk to everyone that is into what I'm into or what you're into or believes in what we believe in. So those that don't, you know, how do you kind of get through and make them interested in the conversation? So I, I, I kind of went down the path a little bit of just the idea of self-defense, because that's that, that there there are no lines. You know, the bad guy doesn't care whether you're pro or uh, anti, right? You're you're for or against to. They they don't care. They just care about taking whatever they want from you. So you know that five elements of self defense that you taught us: the innocence and the imminence and the proportionality and the avoidance and the reasonableness. That was so educational and informative to me. But I think that would be even as informative and educational to somebody that's not a big gun person, right? Yeah, you know, I think it's, I think that's a, a great observation, and just uh, just a slight spin on what you said about the good guys versus the bad guys. Um, yeah, I hope people realize the people who come and take a concealed carry course, those are the good guys, right? The bad guys don't do that. The bad guys don't get a permit. The bad guys don't care about your laws. So, um, first of all, way to go again, Jason. You and Rachel taking a class that was that was great. And, uh, and, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think the education, regardless of whether or not somebody decides they want to carry a handgun for self-defense, the knowledge that you pick up there um, about safety is really important. And for people who don't carry to recognize the things that those of us who do carry think about. Uh, um, you know, one of the things we talked about in the class is, uh, you know, pe- people might presume the attitude is, man, those people have a gun. They're going to have a real attitude. They don't have to take crap from anybody. You know, no, if you're carrying a gun, you got to take crap from everybody. If you've got a gun, you have to be a peacemaker. And so those elements you talked about, innocence, uh, you know, we have to be – we can never be the person that started an argument. Uh, imminence, the gun would never, ever come out unless something is imminently going to go down that's going to result in your death or injury or somebody you care about. Uh, I, there's a lot of uh, standards that we talk about, and – Hopefully, one of the things you left that class with is the last thing any good person ever wants to do, ever, 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 is, is bring that gun out. Yeah, I, I compared it to, you know, like Karate Kid, you know, when he's on the boat with Mr. Miyagi, Daniel's son. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he says, why do you take karate so I don't have to fight? And, yeah. and you know, you, you gave a statistic in class about, you know, people with their carry license are the least involved in gun-related incidences, you know, like the the next level up of demographic was an elderly Asian woman, you know, so it's, it, the bad guys aren't coming to see Paul in class, like, you know, right. you know yeah. but, but the more, you know, you, there was a, a, a story that went viral yesterday out of Los Angeles, this, you know, middle-aged guy coming home, nice house, and he had a gate that closed up, and he closed the gate, and he had a kind of a walkway to his front door where his wife and his young child, I believe his mother might have been in the house. And he was getting his keys out, and these two bad guys in all black with hoods jump over his gate and bum rush him, pull out a firearm, the guy had a cup of coffee, threw the cup of coffee in the guy's face, Mm -hmm. drew, and fired. Uh, I don't know the end result, but he was like, you can there's nothing in my house that's more valuable than my life. 
Right. But my family, that's another story. You're not getting through my front door. And another thing that Paul teaches, and, and any any class would teach you this, not just Paul's, but uh, any CCW class would teach you this. Most, if not what all, not all, but most of these altercations happen within like what five feet, Paul. I mean, real close proximity to the bad guy. Yeah, we say three to five feet in three to five seconds. Happens really close. Happens really fast. And you got to be prepared. Another thing worth pointing out: the splashy stories that hit the news are, you know, uh, at least the ones that look good for the Second Amendment crowd, are somebody has a gun and they fire and they save the day. Uh, The great majority of times in this country uh, when a good guy with a gun stops something bad from happening, the great majority of the time, shots are not fired. You know, uh, if there's time and a gun comes out, whoever was up to no good changes their behavior when a gun shows up in the story. Yeah, you know, and that's another misconception, too, is because there's – there's a saying that don't pull out your gun unless you're ready to use it. Well, that's misconstrued with a lot of people where they think that means that you have to use it. Right, because my friend uh, was, don't. was in a situation where this guy was trying to possibly carjack her, and it was some young kids, and she pulled her gun out. She didn't fire it, but she did give them a warning, and it scared them away. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah, It does happen. Have you ever had any of your students come back and give you situations that they were in and what they learned in your class, how it came into play? Um, you know what? I'm happy to say no <laughs> so far. Uh, and, you know, and uh, full disclosure, I've, I've, I've been doing firearms instruction for, for quite a while and been around firearms a long time. I've been actually teaching the concealed carry courses now for only about a year and a half. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'll be happy if uh, somebody asked me that 10 years from now when I say I've never had anybody come up and say they had to use even just to draw their gun. One of the things, in fact, the way we ended our class, Jason, mm-hmm. was – talking about situational awareness and always keeping ourselves in a place where it never has to come out. So no, I don't have any good juicy stories. I know, I know uh, uh, one instructor friend who uh, after talking a good game for a long time, finally found himself in a situation where he was confronted and the gun came out uh, and it ended the way you hoped the person turned and walked away. Yeah. And that's the thing. They walked away. Yeah. Was, you know, just, just didn't yeah. have to do it. Um, in, in the short version of the eight hours that we spent together this past weekend, <laughs> as far as to give to the audience information on the steps, because that's usually the first step is the most difficult to figure out what you're supposed to do. So if anyone were interested, uh, let me give you the website, usgunpro.com, for more information on gun classes in general. I can give you Paul's direct information if you guys want it, and Paul doesn't mind. Uh, if, if you reach out to to us on, on social or whatnot, but what would you say to the audience, Paul, if they're like, okay, this sounds interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, even those that are like, you know, I'm not sure or no way, but I, I'd give it a chance just to understand where do they start? Uh, the, the last thing you said first, um, I, I encourage anybody to go take a basic handgun class. If you have no experience at all, uh, cause there's no reason to be afraid of them. I have uh, one daughter who lived most of her uh, adult life in Oakland. Thank God she finally moved. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted her to know how, how guns work and to not be afraid of them because she lived in a place where you might, your kids might find one in the bushes. You ought to be able to pick it up and know that it's loaded or unloaded and how to safely do something with it. Uh, if you're past that stage and you know how they work and you can shoot some, you know, you're probably at a place where you could consider a concealed carry permit. Um, 
regardless of your county, uh, the first thing I would suggest is uh, a pro- go to the county website. Every county, uh, search your county's name and CCW, uh, and that's going to get you to a website where you can get your county's question answered. Uh, every county prefers that you go to them first and start the application process before you take your class. You can do those two, two things pretty closely together, though. Uh, and then, and once you've you know gotten the process started, find an instructor. You know, I'll I'll say I work for Northern Firearms Instruction. They're great. It's a bunch of real pros. That's why I went and started working for them. Every county's uh, on their website is going to list instructors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only people who can instruct are people who have uh, are, are certified by the California Department of Justice. Uh, we'll find somebody good and sign up for the class. Uh, and as you said, Jason. Uh, most counties were eight hours of instruction and starting in January, all counties are going to be 16 hours. Don't let that be a discouragement. 16 hour classes are great. You get a lot more time. You actually get, get a chance to get out on the range more and, and learn important things like, oh, I don't know, how to safely draw a gun from a holster and how to clear a malfunction if you have one in, in a stressful moment, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and one of the, the most important things that I, I got from your class is, you know, the proximity thing, the three to five, three to five seconds is that yeah. when we, you know, went from the Bass Pro Shop in Rockland to the range, uh, the Placer County range, you know, the we we drew our firearm and then Paul had us bring it back close to our body because that is usually going to be the scenario. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I've never learned that. I've taken a couple classes prior just on my own, even though I didn't have to. Right. Um, but that conversation has never come up. Like that I thought was invaluable information nelson yeah, so that's a real life scenario yeah nelson yeah. paul um i'm a large man oh we were having this conversation <laughs> very, off the air yeah very large man and i'm wondering <laughs> where the hell am i supposed to stash this gun because the boot is not going to work for me if i want to actually get it in a moment of crisis and the sticky's not going to work either unless no. he puts it under a fold right <laughs> is there a foldy <laughs> is there a fold is there a rolly mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, wherever you're going to stash it, don't don't tell people on the radio where you stash it. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, you, J- Jason, you were in the class, and so was my wife. Who you know, these, yeah. uh, my wife learns things by coming to my classes. Uh, <laughs> the amount of money I have spent through the years trying one holster or another or another, uh, there are you know, suffice it to say, there's a bunch of different ways to safely carry a gun. Uh, and everybody has to find a way that works for them. Different body types work differently. Uh, your lifestyle, do you stand a lot? Do you sit a lot? Where are you going to be most of the time? Uh, do you have to dress? Uh, can you wear sweats every day, or do you have to be wearing a suit? Uh, there's a, a bunch of questions. That you have to, it has to work for you. Wearing a lot of tight-fitting clothing. Not by choice. I just don't want to go and buy the 4X clothing I should be wearing. Does body glove make a... Yeah. <laughs> can I start wearing a wetsuit? Yes. By the way, your wife, I wanted to mention that, your wife was wonderful, and she's brilliant with knowledge. So yeah. I loved having both of you in the class and her giving it, especially with my wife being there from a woman's perspective. I thought that was key because, you know, that's another conversation of how to wear it. If you're a woman, you obviously mm-hmm. yeah. have different body parts that guys have and that can, can you know, get in the way. So what do you do? You know, right, what do and, you put yeah. in? and his wife was there to do that. So Paul, thank you so much. I'm glad you got to come on the air. I appreciate your time. I will sing your praises loud, loud, loudly and uh, send people your way that are interested, okay? I I appreciate that. Stay safe, Jason, and howdy, everybody. Nice talking to you. All right. Talk to you soon, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely brilliant guy. So well-spoken. Great communicator. 
can't believe he's not still in the business. It was like I was sitting there in class just going, this is like listening to an eight-hour radio show. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, usgunpro.com. You guys should take it. I mean, I might. I, I need to do a lot of things, but I have a laundry list right now, so that's just not at the top of the list. Well, we just knocked off a couple of them. New sneakers, <sighs> new heels, new insoles. Mm-hmm. Nelson's got $2. I mean, this is a good day for he everybody. Has five. Well, he's got $5. Technically. Yeah, that's Diet Cokes for two days. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. All right. 916-909-0985. I got sucked in on one of these foodie-type uh, Instagram stories, or it was either on Facebook or Instagram, one of the two. And usually I don't bring these up because they're, you know, we all see them every day and it's not a big deal. This one blew my mind. <laughs> and, go- and as a as a fairly healthy guy, I can't believe that I'm going to do it. Like, I have to do it just because of the process uh-huh. and how delicious it looked and how cheap it is to do. Okay. It's like, what? it's one thing if you got to buy a bunch of things, uh-huh. but this is just like a thing. Okay. That's thing. it. A thing and a knife. That's okay. all you need. A thing and a knife. All right. Give us a minute here. Hang on. Here we get sucked into those foodie posts. Yes. Especially the well-produced 60-second Instagram reels. Yeah, mine is a TikTok thing, but I could, I even have a folder of recipes I'm never, ever going to make. <laughs> uh, I, food porn is my thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I can sit there and watch the, the food stuff, the food shows, and you know, because I like to grill. I'm not the, the, the best griller. I'm not the best cook, but I like to try at least. And I saw one uh, the other day. I was telling my usually my wife sends me these. And I said, I, I don't, I just told her about it because I don't even think I sent it to her. Uh, it, it was, I don't know why I was so into it, but it just like blew my mind because it was so simple and so silly and so delicious. They took a pint of Briar's vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. All right. You follow me here? I'm following. Put it on the counter. They took a big knife and they cut the pint of Briar's ice cream, the whole thing, the ice uh-huh. cream in the box. In six different ways. Okay. Okay. Like a pie? Well, yeah, it's a rectangle, you know, but it's just cut in six ways. So they take the popsicle stick, or they take popsicle sticks, and they put it in each of now the six different separated pieces of ice Ice cream cream. that's cut inside the box, the box pie. Then they pull the the pint down, the box down, Uh right, of briars, and they pull each one out individually, and they take individually each one and put it on a cookie pan and one they'd roll it in jimmies. The other they would put chocolate syrup on. Another one they drizzled caramel with, put some nuts or cashews on it. Look at Nelson. He's just like, oh, this sounds good. <laughs> and then they took okay. all six of them, put it on one cookie sheet, put it in the refrigerator, pulled it out, and they had these giant ice cream pops. Oh. It's the silliest, stupidest thing in the world, but I'm sitting there going, I've got to do this. And I don't even eat much ice cream. It'd be fun yeah. to do with kids, too, if you got kids. It'd right. Be like yeah. a great little... Yeah. Have it, let them do it. That's uh-huh. like, you know, I've got a pizza oven in the back, you know, in the uh-huh. backyard. And those things are great because you can do a pizza in like 90 seconds. Wow. But when uh, Ariel was younger, or even when she was older, she, you know, she, our house was always filled with, with teenage Kids. girls and yeah. boys. And they're over there. So we would get the little round pizza doughs and all the ingredients, put them in different bowls. They get to make their own pizzas. Mm-hmm. They'd bring it outside to me. I'd put it in the pizza oven. We'd wait for two minutes. They'd have their pizza done and off they'd, off they'd go. I never That's got cool. to do that at your house. That's one thing that I still want to do. I've had all my 
barbecuing things, but I have not gotten my pizza. Yeah, well, we can do a pizza night. Uh, I love to do pizza nights. Pizza nights on those things are, are, are great. Did you they, did you know, according to a study, ice cream is actually just as addictive to, as heroin? I can no. see. I can agree with that. Yeah, because you got to think about it. There are certain things that even when we're trying to get in shape and do right, that we cannot kick eating. And ice cream is one of those things. Potato chips. I know with you, it's the sodas. How do you not think that's as addictive as drugs? It is. Well, drug, food. Well, your argument's going to be the chemicals, right? Well, that and the withdrawal. Okay. So the chemical, these things, so ice cream, potato chips, um, they're, they're ultra-processed foods. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, these things like sugary cereal, drinks, I have a problem with cereal. Like I love mm-hmm. cereal, that kind of stuff. And it's very difficult to quit ultra-processed foods. And these types of foods give you a shot of dopamine. Which is that feel-good hormone? Uh-huh. So there, okay. there is that chemical in your body. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, because I'm a big mind over matter guy, I think you can quit anything if you really want to. If you got a strong enough mind, uh, the dopamine it would be the if you have a strong enough mind, the easiest to kick versus heroin because you're you do go through a semi withdrawal with mm-hmm. these ultra processed foods. But I'm assuming, I'm assuming. It's nothing like being addicted to heroin. Well, yeah, no, you know, no, and that kind of withdrawal. With the shakes and sweating uh-huh. and all that type of stuff. Uh-huh. No, but you do go through a crash, right? And uh-huh. there, you know, you might shake a little bit if you're a big sugar person. And when you go into a place where they are a store, a restaurant, you want it so bad, right? And you can crave it to the point where you get that subliminal advertising, like what I just talked about. Maybe mm-hmm. what I just told you has made you now want ice cream, possibly because. The way in my soothing, sultry voice sounds so delicious that you're like, oh, screw work. I'm going to buy a pint of Briars. And I'm going to cut it up. I'm going to cut it up. <laughs> but, you know, it's that, you know, subliminal advertising where you see it, you see it in a movie. You know, every time I watch Ocean's Eleven, I crave shrimp cocktail. Oh. And it's a lot be- It's a lot because of how Brad Pitt eats it. Yeah. And it's also the size of the cocktail. It's like everything about it. The perfect shrimp cocktail. It is the perfect shrimp cocktail. And, you know, he eats it and he shakes his fingers. Yep. Because it's, you know, we know that it's in ice and it's Mm got to be a little wet and stuff. Mm -hmm. One expert compared this to trying to quit smoking back when everyone smoked. The quote was, trying to quit UPFs, which are ultra-processed foods, Mm. now is like trying to quit smoking in the 60s. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm having to figure out how to go gluten-free and... I don't even know where to start. Oh, we're going to have that conversation later. Ugh. You you've been now you're at the age where a doctor has now told you for medical reasons mm-hmm. and you got a lot of them <laughs> that you have to wow. go gluten free. Gluten free. And I can hook you up with somebody that can learn you <sighs> on that. DDP is gluten free. Okay. He praises the gluten free stuff. But that that's that's a whole nother world when you have to change that diet. Yeah, my mind already is fried. Well, Just maybe because you like a pasta. I love pasta. So you're gonna have to really change what kind of pasta you can even get into. Ooh. Well, you can eat the um, like the the cauliflower pasta, the vegetable pasta, right? That doesn't yeah, have gluten. That's not. That's that's all I eat. That's good. Gross. No, well, see, that's <laughs> this is good for him. If you guys are gonna hang out, see right. now now the deal, own ranger, uh-huh. what it should be. Is if you're paying for for his lunch, he has to eat what you eat. Well, now I'm going to probably have to do a lot more cooking versus eating out. 
No, you can you can you can eat out. Well, actually, a lot of restaurants offer a gluten free uh, diet menu. Yeah, options okay. on their on their menu because there's we'll a lot see. of people that have gone gluten free. I gotta figure it out. <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie, this is forty with Paul Rudd and mm-hmm. Leslie Mann. Uh, it's fantastic. It's my wife, one of my wife and mine's favorite movie. And at the end, uh, Albert Brooks plays his father, mm-hmm. and she's getting rid of all the junk food in the the pantry, and she's put it out and and like the jelly bellies and all this other stuff, potato chips, and he's broke. The father's broke, poor, <laughs> doesn't have any money. And uh, he's like, uh, what are you doing with all this? And he goes, well, and she says, we're, we're going gluten-free. We're going to try to eat healthier in this house. And he goes, well, what's wrong with gluten? <laughs> and she goes, well, it's bad for you. Don't you want to stick around so you can see your kids? He's like, well, God's going to take care of that for me. I have, I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> he goes, well, at our house, we eat our gluten. So I'm going to take these <laughs> chips. I'm going to take <laughs> 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 He takes puts them all. He's like, yeah, I think it's wheat that you're talking about, not gluten like that. And she's like, no, no, it's all of it. She just, it's like, what are you going to eat? So then they start eating just lettuce. Like there, there's nothing else to eat but just lettuce. The dressing just gets in the way of the taste of the lettuce, right? All right, second round of headlines. What do you got? I want to tell you what state people are running out of and why a Dunkin' store didn't have its donuts. All right, get you those two big stories from today. Learn a little something. Listen to us. We'll do that here next. Stand by for news. Here we go, folks. Second round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Check out all their November promotions. Goodguysheatingcooling.com and then schedule an appointment. 530-GOOD-AIR. Go ahead, Nikki. More people want out than in. H3. More and more Californians choosing to move out of state are looking to Texas and beyond Texas. A medium sale price of more than $840,000 is what a home costs here in California. Uh, According to new data from Redfin, they show that 41,000 people are searching from homes in other states. Those states include Florida, Texas, Maine, Washington, and the Carolinas. But the upside to that is that the people that are moving in California are coming right here to Sacramento. Well, yeah, and, and good, good, good news, bad news, right? I mean, because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people from the Bay Area, they're like, we're getting out of Dodge, mm-hmm. and they're they're coming over here, which is good if you're planning on selling your property eventually. Right. You know, it'll it'll boost up your home sales, which is is pretty good. I mean, the 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 home sales, you know, I get, I'm into that kind of stuff. Uh, I've actually, from what I keep seeing, have stayed pretty steady outside of the interest rates which did not get a bump, uh, thank God. You know, whether they go down or not, who knows? They're supposed to go down next quarter. Who knows? Who has uh, who have no idea? Um, but when, you know, when I moved here, you know, of course, people over the, where people were moving mm-hmm. over to the East Coast, like Georgia, Carolinas, right. Tennessee, Florida, they're like, why are you moving there? Everybody's moving out. I'm like, okay, well, there's literally everybody. A, I know. <laughs> that's how people talk, right? Yeah, I always everybody. say that. I said, there's literally a handful of places in the country that I can work. Mm-hmm. Literally. I mean, right. there, when, somebody told me that 20 years ago. And I didn't believe them. They said, eventually, there's only going to be a handful of places for somebody like you to work. I said, that's not good. That's, 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 no way. I, I, Never I, me. I, not me. No. I, I got to have opportunities all over. That's not true. There's a handful of places, unless you make your own opportunity, like mm-hmm. I did. Right. With the podcasting and stuff. And so, you know, you take this gig, you come out here, and they're like, why are you moving? Everybody, California sucks. The rules suck. Laws suck. <laughs> Every, get out of there. You know, you got I said, look. Look at it like this. One, I'm taking a great job with a great company in a great city, okay? Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, you, you can't plan it much better than that. But if that's the way you feel about California, it's like going to Walmart during rush hour. <laughs> Nobody goes to Walmart at 6 a.m. No, they do not. So you know what I'm doing? I'm going to Walmart in the middle of the night where there's nobody there. Right. <laughs> Sneaking and in. that was the analogy I would give people. Mm-hmm. I'm moving to California while everybody's moving out. Yep. So I'm 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 smarty pants. And you know, whatever happens, happens. But you know, you 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 find your gold, you make your money, and you go on with your life. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing. But now who's ahead of the curve? That's right. right. Who outsmarted the, the rest of the country? <laughs> you did. Maine is actually the safest state to live. And I believe in the United States. It has the least amount of crime. Yes. Versus, that's why that shooting was so shocking. Right. Exactly. Because they just, not only that city, but, but the, the state, state. Mm-hmm. just doesn't have any crime. It's very, very, very low crime. All right. Second start. Nobody steals from Duncan, or do they? H4. My manager had contacted the place where we get our donuts from, and they let us know that they were stolen. So they said that the truck had got stolen and the donuts had fallen all out of the back. Uh, we had this one guy even be like, what kind of Dunkin' Donuts is this? Let me, let me, let me tell you more on that story. <laughs> so I was working at the Dunkin' Donuts and the guy came in and he asked for the glazed, the glazed donuts. And I said, okay, so I turned around and he didn't understand me because when I talked, Ma'am, could you open your mouth? Well, no, I can't. <laughs> we can't understand you. It's just how you. I talk. Oh. It's my, my, I'm gritting my teeth. Uh-huh. Oh. So if you didn't understand that I said yes, he thought I said no. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I went to go to donuts and then finished the story. But yeah, this is what happened. Mm. And now you make me want to talk like that. I want to be like, I got to try to get donuts. Well, it's not in your nose. Yeah, your she immediately went nasal. <laughs> yeah, it's like, not I'm nasally. Drinking. I can That's breathe. How she sounded. I can breathe fine on my nose. You can breathe? It's okay. my mouth I can't. Well, multiple Dunkin' locations in Waterbury and Thomaston, which is in Connecticut, were in short supply because some idiot stole a Dunkin' Donuts truck and the donuts were on there, so they were not able to make them. Now, this was something that I didn't know. I thought they made them on location. So I think they're saying they don't make them on location? No, those donuts were shipped into Dunkin'. Nobody's going to Dunkin' for donuts. Hey, I'm with you. I thought they made them there. I never thought about it. If you were no. to ask me today, go, where does Dunkin' Donuts make their donuts? In the back? I would say in the back. Yeah. yeah that's what, um, what's the other place? Krispy Kreme. They make it there. They make it because you Krispy see Kreme them make it and it comes it there, down yes. on the conveyor. I see the glaze go no. on and all. I got to tell you, I feel I feel a little duped. I feel rug pulled. I feel a little duped. Because I do go to Dunkin' for donuts, Nelson. Why? Because I like their glaze because they taste more. Glazy. Um, Blazing. you know, homemade to me than Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme is just too sweet. Shot down in a glaze of glory. And they don't even make them. The no. trucks bring them in. Well, you just lost Dang. Nikki D. Yeah, I'm not getting any more. I don't go. like well, I mean, but like, what is, if you like the flavor, who cares? No. That's like saying you found out that Superman can't actually fly. He's an actor and it's just a wind machine. That well, not I'm not going to watch Superman now. What Superman you- is fake. Donuts are real. Bite but the home. Superman is not fake. Totally fake. No, Superman is an idea, and we all have a Superman in us. But don't say he's fake. He's fake. I can't go and holler at Superman right now, but I can go to yes. Dunkin' and get a donut. Not That's, a homemade one. That is not, Apparently not. That is not true. What, you what? can holler at Superman because you know what? What? You're Superman. And if you think he's fake, then you don't have Superman in you. And you don't believe in truth. You don't believe in justice. And you do not believe in the American way. Why don't you take your ass outside and protest with the rest of the damn communists? Because Superman 
is a real ideal. A real ideal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shame on me. I guess you just told me off, huh? I still think it's fake, and I'm still upset with Duncan. That's me flying. I see you. <laughs> Nelson just doesn't have your cape. I know. I don't. <laughs> I just don't I, there's only so many things I can do. On that video, my dad commented. He said, good job, Nelson. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to see me. God, I can't believe people knew you were even there. I thought we made it look so real. I thought our CGI was like spot on. Impeccable. <laughs> way, to, way to show them how the sausage is made, Nikki D. Yeah, way to show them where the Dunkin' Donuts are made. Right. Jerk. <laughs> Everyone thought that was homemade. Spoiler alert. They did. I know I did. All right. Green Day uh, will be at Oracle Park on the 20th of September next year. They'll be with the Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, and the Linda Lindas. It's a great ticket. I got a pair of them for you if you would like them. 916-909-0985. The game is called Order Up. We uh, need two players. We'll give you both a piece of audio. Within that audio, there are three pieces of audio labeled A, B, and C. I'll tell you the topic and you, with the help from Nikki D, just have to order them up oldest to newest. Green Day, Pumpkins, Rancid, Linda Lindas. That's the ticket. 916-909-0985. So line it up. Need some players. First come, first serve. Order up here next. Thanks. They can't spell the word chronological, but they're pretty sure it means to put stuff in order according to year. They're not in the right order. Get this in order. Think you can do that? Let's find out. Because it's time to play Order Up. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D, Nelson, Kyle on the other side of the glass. Green Day is coming to town. What kind of town? The Oracle uh, in San Francisco with the Pumpkins. Rancid, the Linda Lindas on the 20th of September. Those are the tickets up for grabs. We're going to do a round of order up. We got Ashley in Sacramento. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. How are you? Good? I'm okay in traffic. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, there's Morgan in Linden. How are you, Morgan? I'm doing well, thank you. We got two ladies, okay. Morgan, you know Ashley? <laughs> She's stuck in traffic. What about you? <laughs> no, I just got home from dropping my kids off. No, well, there we go. She's like, ha you're in traffic. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies, let me explain the game just uh, once again to y'all and those that are listening. Uh, the game is called Order Up. We'll give you different categories. Within those categories, a piece of audio. Within that piece of audio, three pieces of audio labeled A, B, and C. Nikki D's on both y'all's team, Ashley and Morgan. Within uh, about 30 seconds or so, you have to order them up oldest to newest. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, your competition gets to steal. Ladies, do we understand? Yes. yes. Awesome. All right. So, Ashley, you called in first. We got you first. First category, Ashley, Nikki. Celebrity divorces. Mm, okay. All right. Celebrity divorces. Here we go. A1. Hey. You know, a girl in my sorority, Tracy Marcinko, got a perm once. We all tried to talk her out of it. Girls weren't a good look for her. But thankfully, that same day, she entered the Beta Delta Pi wet t-shirt contest where she was completely hosed down from head to toe. You better be ready Friday, the 20th, to meet with me. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel about what a rude little pig you really are. You are a rude... Those are actually really well done. Thank you. They're really, really well done. <laughs> All right. Celebrity divorces. Ashley, Nikki, God, please order them up. All right. All right so that was, 
Yeah, those were all, I feel like they're really close together, to be honest, because the first one's Reese Witherspoon, so her and Ryan Phillippe, they divorced pretty early on, I feel like, out of their marriage. Okay, Ashley the girl. Is, <laughs> the next one is Alex Baldwin calling his daughter. Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure how long ago, I don't know if it's the daughter's from a first marriage, or I, I feel like it is, because it's Ireland, right? I have no idea. Ireland. <laughs> so that might be the oldest. And then we've got Coldplay. Uh, I don't I don't know too much about Coldplay because I don't like the band, but uh-huh. <laughs> I know it's got to I feel like they might be the latest, though. So I think the it latest? might be B-A-C. Okay, well, Ashley, girl, let's go with B-A-C then. Is Nikki I the, love the, Ashley. the competitor? Is <laughs> Ashley the co-host of the show? <laughs> Ashley was the first person to buy the at-home board at home board game. Of order up. Of order up, yeah. <laughs> Ashley has it down. Pack, I love her. All right, B-A-C, wow. B-A-C, Ashley? Yeah, let's do it. That's right. I've never heard a listener, a player, nail a category in this game like Ashley just did. Never, not one time. Uh, Nicely done, yeah. It might be the only one. Alec Alec Baldwin, Kim Basinger, that's 2002, that was B. A A was Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Philpy, correct, 2006. Then C was Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow, 2015. All I had wrote down for C was yellow. <laughs> Thanks for helping Nikki. And Ashley, you were right. The daughter's name is Ireland, but yes. it was Kim Basinger's okay. her mom. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's all that I swear. Ashley, you're on the board. You got a point, Morgan. Wow, that's yeah, you got some competition. I'm gonna go now. All right, all right. Come on, Morgan. Girl. Listen up, stuff. girl. Don't worry. Let me give you a, right. let me give you a softball category for Nikki. <laughs> Pun intended. Sports movies. Oh, Jesus. All right, sports <laughs> movies. Here we go. B1. Hey. Ain't no fun. My practices aren't designed for your enjoyment. Let's go. Let's move. Come on. I've seen you guys can shoot, but there's more to the game than shooting. B. I look like a fool. Well, what the hell do you think you look like shooting them chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass? And you do it right now, or I swear to God, I'm going to quit. All right. Now take this little ball and hit it the hell up the fairway. C. Dancing around. Hey, I don't believe it. Champ is down. Yes, he is. Reed is down. What a surprise this is. All right, here we go. Sports movies. Morgan and Nikki. Wow. Order them up. I need some help, Nikki. I don't know any of those. Okay, Morgan. Well, then here we go. Nikki D. Style. So, <laughs> A, I heard basketball, and I think it's Air right. Bud, with the one with the dog. Now, that's the only one I know of. Right. So that's what I put for A, Air Bud, the basketball. Air, Air Bud. And then okay. B, they said a ball has to go up a fairway. What sport is that? You don't know? I don't that's know. I don't know golf. either. I know that one, though. Is, you that's said golf. it's what? It's golf? golf? Okay. What's a golf movie? Ashley, don't help. Yeah, Ashley. Ashley, shush. <laughs> Not your turn. What's a golf? Oh, that, that 10 movie is a golf movie. It's called 10 something. Right? With oh, Kevin yeah, Costner? Yeah. I know yep. you're talking about. That's a golf movie. All right. And then C is either Creed or Rocky, because I heard him say Creed. But the audio sound a little old, so it might be Rocky. With arms wide open. So <laughs> I would say C, Rocky, then the 10 movie, the golf movie, and A, Airbud is early. So I would say CBA. Sure, I'll go with you. you All, right, more All right, CBA locking that in. CBA in. is that's wrong. Ooh. Incorrect. 
incorrect. All right, Ashley, for the steal. All right, so let's do BCA. Because it's tin roof. Because uh, I heard Cheech, I heard Cheech and B. So. No, no, C is definitely Creed or Rocky. So that has to be the oldest. Oh, I think okay. we just need to okay, swap it around. C-A-B. Yeah, C-A-B. C-A-B, that's what you want to go with? Oh, we're doing early to old? Yeah, oldest yeah. Old, oldest, oldest first. What game were you doing? Oldest first is, oh, oh, Creed, Rocky. Okay, then. Yeah, let's do that. C-A, let's do that. C-A-B. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Let's go. Tin roof. Rust. Rust it. Rust. Rust it. Uh, okay, let's talk about this quickly. <laughs> C is Rocky from 1976. Ooh. A is Hoosiers from 1986. Mm-hmm. Just talked about that, that movie yes. last week on the show. Always okay. pass the ball five times. Fine. And B is Tin Cup. Cup. Oh, 1996. Okay. You did hear Cheech in that. Yeah, that was his caddy. Yeah, I, was like, I, know, I know that voice. <laughs> With Kevin Costner. All right. Uh, Ashley, two. Morgan, zero. Ashley, the board is yours. Here we go. Next category, love songs. Okay, I feel confident with Ashley. Let's All right, go. love songs. <laughs> Here we go. C1. Sorry. Nope. Yep. Sure can. All right. All right. Love songs. Order them up, Ashley, Nikki. Oldest to newest. All right. For sure, number one is B. Um. Wait, wait, wait. So A, I had Patience from Guns N' Roses, and I know that for a fact because yeah. that's the first song I ever sung on air. So I know A. Yeah. And then B, um, it's You Look Wonderful Tonight. tonight. Okay. Yeah, Beautiful, one. wonderful something. And then, I'm pretty sure hit that one's older. And then C, he says, I can't get enough of this feeling anymore. Right? Exactly yeah. Word for word. So, um, <laughs> I don't know which one of these is the oldest. I know Guns N' Roses is old. Yeah, that's are. my mom. So my mom, my mom loves Guns N' Roses. So, oh, but I, I, I do have a very good feeling that B is older than B? Guns N' Roses. I've okay. Out before that song. So, um, it's really just I'm confused about C and A because they sound like they came from the same generation of hair rock. <laughs> okay, I can't get this feeling anymore. That do sound old. So, All right, need let's an answer. do B C A. B C A. I can't get this feeling anymore. Yeah, let's do BCA. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I can't get this feeling anymore. She can't. It's lost. Right. All right, BCA, locking that in, Ashley? Yeah, let's do it. Well, that's right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Again, let's have a conversation. B is Eric Clapton and Wonderful Tonight mm-hmm. from 1977. Oh, I did get that right. No, you did I said you look wonderful tonight. And C is the greatest love song band of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, that is Ario Speedwagon, and oh, wow. can't fight this feeling. Yeah. 1984. He found it. He just can't fight. Uh, right. 
And A is that classic rock band, Guns N' Roses, which Ashley's mother loved, and Patience from 1988 and the lies out. That cuts me deep. It does cut deep. All right, well, look, here's the deal. Morgan, because of time, I would love to continue playing this game because I love this game, but Morgan, there is just mm-hmm. no way in the next two minutes you're going to be able to come back. <laughs> it's just right. not going to happen, but we appreciate you, and we want you to have a great day, and we have more of these Green Day tickets to give out this week, so if you'd like to try back uh, in the next couple days, we'd love to have you back I on the show. Will. Okay? I appreciate it. All Thank right. you. Everybody Take, have a good day. You Thanks, too, Morgan. Morgan. Thank, Thank you, Morgan. Morgan. Look at that. Thank you. Look at that. You guys are so nice around here. I'll tell you what. Ashley's one of the second sweep of this game since I've played it with you guys. Ashley's a beast. She is. Yeah. She's beast. I need her to play with me every week. Yeah, it might be. I'm so happy. We we might have to have listeners go, okay, you're playing with Ashley. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We get HR on the phone. We need to get her on the payroll real quick. All right. You got tickets for Green Day with the Pumpkins and Rancid and the Linda Linda's September 20th Oracle Park, all right? My mom is going to be so happy. Thank you so much. Would you? I'm taking my mom to go see Green Day. Enough. <laughs> Would you stop saying your mom in these bands? They're not that old. <laughs> you guys know that classic rock band, Linkin Park? I loved those stop guys. Stop oh saying your mom. How old, are, how old are you, Ashley? I'm 40. Okay, well, you're not that. What, are you, what is your mom? Do you have you when she was 10? Yeah, my 10? mom's only like 58, so she's not oh, that okay. old either. Okay. Mom. <laughs> had a young kid in the 80s, man. <laughs> mom's a little party freak going she out is. with her daughter. Uh, yeah. yeah, she loves Green Day, so we're, she's about to be stoked right now. <laughs> stoked, yes. Yeah. That's old school. You're awesome. All right. Well, yeah, see, now I sound 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for listening, Ashley. We appreciate the support. I'm going to put you on hold so we can get some uh, information, all right? All right, thank you. God, she was I just love her. ball energy. Yeah. yeah. She got me hyped up. Made I, you look I silly. I could have went four more rounds. She didn't make me look silly. She complimented me. Our team was great. Where's that feeling at? I just want to find it. I just can't find the damn feeling. <laughs> I, can't find, I can't find this feeling anymore. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm searching for. <laughs> I knew the song, though. That's all that matters. No, you knew how to repeat what Nelson played. He didn't right. play that part. That re- was the next part that was coming up. See? And you didn't think I would know what it was, and I did. <laughs> you're not giving me my props. Uh, the song you're listening for for 98 Rock's Big Fat Bribe is we continue to give you uh, lots and lots of money. $500 to be exact each and every time uh, has not yet happened this morning with us, the BS. But it will, so you got to be prepared. Give you those details. Uh, on top of that, friends, now that Matthew Perry... Has uh, has been put to rest. His uh, funeral was the other day. Very, very sad. The fans of Friends, they have gone to the internets and are calling for a boycott of certain scenes. They want them cut, actually, from the shows, which brings up the question, if something happens with a show, should these movies cut them because of something that happens today versus when they did it then? That's interesting. Yeah. And we when you hear this audio of the scene... Mm-hmm. It's it's very Simpsons esque where they predict the future. Oh, they predict so many things. It's really it's really spooky and scary, and it's it's actually gross if somebody were to do that today because of what happened to Matthew Perry. But they didn't do it on purpose, obviously. right? Right, right, obviously. All right, so we'll have that conversation here in a minute. Hang on. Puddle of mud, drift and die. That is your big fat bribe song of the day. It is yet to play with us. The BS here this morning. So uh, keep listening. 
When it plays, be caller 18 to 916-909-0985 and get yourself $500 or duckies. But, uh, yeah. I'm not hearing duckies as much as I would like in these promos. <laughs> That's all What's happening? <laughs> I just want you to listen. I want you to win. Nikki wants you to say duckies. That's all I want. That's all she wants. So she, when she listens to the station later in the day, she just hears the promos of you saying duckies. Duckies, duckies, duckies. That's all she wants. So, anyway, Puddle Mud, Drift and Die. That is the song you're listening for. So uh, Matthew Perry was laid to rest the other day. His castmates from Friends uh, were seen at the funeral. Obviously, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, when you spend that much time together with someone outside of the popularity of the show, that's not really the point is, you know, <clears throat> that cast for that show. I mean, not that any of us knew them personally, mm-hmm. but just that we saw they negotiated together. Yes. There's not many casts that do that. Not at all. I mean, they stood together as one. And they said, no, you know, we're we're all going to make the same money, men mm-hmm. and women alike. And with the popularity of the show, if you're making that money, unity, we're going to make that money. <clears throat> and it was a that was a big deal during the time because yeah. they were making what a million dollars an episode, mm-hmm. each and every one of them. Yes, That's and normally all. stars of any show don't go back and say, pay <laughs> us all the same. Well, you no. usually, usually have a star. Yeah, yeah, you have a star, and then mm-hmm. you have you know supporting cast. But that show was very unique. Is that you know, I mean, could. Everybody had their favorite. It is very odd to have a show with an ensemble cast with that many people and not have a true star. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They could have, but because they all chose a different mindset, I think is why it wasn't just a standout person on the show mm-hmm. and they all saw themselves as being equals. Well, it was the way it was written, too. I mm-hmm. mean, each episode was big on character development for each character. Right. So each one had their moment. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just all around. You had a Ross moment, you had a Rachel moment, so on and so forth. So as uh, Matthew Perry is laid to rest in... You know, for those that aren't familiar with how he passed at the age of 54, is on the 28th of October in his California house. His body was discovered underwater in his hot tub by his, by an assistant. <laughs> During the 911 call, <clears throat> someone can be heard saying the word drowning because <clears throat> obviously that's most likely what happened. So there is a clip that has surfaced from back in 2000 when one of the Friends episodes entitled uh, The One uh, with the Engagement Picture aired, and it had Matthew Perry's character, Chandler Bing, and Courtney Cox's character, Monica Geller, they're getting their photo taken for their wedding announcement. And, you know, it's this awkward struggle, just like most of us when they sit down and get those pictures taken. Especially for men. Yeah, especially for men during the photo shoot. And this is the scene. Chandler, what is the matter with your face? Wait, this picture is supposed to say Geller and being to be married, not local woman saves drowning moron. Hey, don't laugh at him. He's my drowning moron. That was 23 years ago. Mm. How does the internet go dig this stuff up so fast and find it? Like, I would have never even thought about that. And not that I watched Friends, so I didn't have any frame of reference, but how did they so quickly go pull that up and find it? It's usually one person. Rem- I mean, I, right. there's useless facts in my brain that if something specific were to happen, I can go back and go, oh, dude, do you remember that? Uh, episode of three's company uh-huh. or uh family ties or i always reference the matthew perry uh, episode of uh, growing pains, growing pains. pains. Mm-hmm. yeah have you ever heard anyone in your life no reference that episode never know his character name sandy you know just because it stood out to me as mm-hmm. a kid you know so the internet wants it down fans of friends wants it down so do you think that because something airs in a show at that time, you know, it's kind of part of the artistry. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the episode. 
one, it really doesn't matter. No, I mean, doesn't. like in the whole scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. <clears throat> but if you wanted to take the conversation up a level and say, well, because this happened 20 years ago, 23 years ago, and because of what, I mean, obviously something's going to happen later in life, then the odds of during a show that ran for as many years right. as that ran, there, the probability the universe is going to cross paths at some point. Sure. So do you just start nixing everything because what the future brings? They don't. Go ahead. If if that's the case, they're going to have to go back and redo so many Simpson episodes because they predicted almost everything that's happening right now mm-hmm. in their show. So I don't think you should go back and change and rearrange shows from things that happen now. I don't either. It's, it's I, pointless. You, you just kind of leave it and then... It, you know, you see it, you know, this will pass mm-hmm. and time goes on and you go, God, man, that's crazy. You know, 33 years, you know, I said 23, but you know, 10 more years, 33 years ago. You remember when Matthew Perry died in 2023? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and then they had that episode into that. It, it, it'll, it'll be water under the bridge mm-hmm. by that time. But there's other shows, you know, that have made edits, done things. I remember gangs of New York, I think at the end when, um, <clears throat> um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Cameron Diaz are standing right by what the Brooklyn is it the Brooklyn Bridge? I guess it's the Brooklyn Bridge. Is it yeah. the Brooklyn? No, well, whatever they, they're in, they're in that spot, and they bury you know next to the priest, uh, his father. Uh-huh. They bury the butcher, and they you know they have the whole monologue of you know years are going to pass, and no one's going to remember we were even here. And then it has this like quick time frame montage of the weeds growing up over the gravestones, mm-hmm. and the buildings coming up. So that movie was shot around 2001, and I think it was pre-9-11. It took like a long time for that movie to get made. So uh-huh. when it got made, like the backstory is something to the effect of there was like part was shot pre-9-11 and then post-9-11. So the original scene had the Twin Towers in the background, and I think they took them out afterwards. I think I'm getting this story right. There's a lot of like uh, movie, video, uh, TV shows where they've altered things for 9-11, though. And, but I kind of see that, especially if it was happening around that time. But if if it happened 10, 20 years before 9-11, you can't go back and take the buildings out of all those uh-huh. movies. I didn't know this one, but uh, the movie The Program, which was from the 90s, what a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the football movie shot at the University of South Carolina. Omar Epps is in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the original release in the original release, the movie contained a scene where the quarterback and I forget what his name is. Um, he's been in a couple different things and the rest of the football team. They lie down in the middle of a busy road uh-huh. as form of a team bonding. And then these young audience members thought the scene was exciting. Now I was playing football when that movie came out. So if I were to see something in a movie, yeah, most likely, you know, me and the fellows would probably you know, we're stupid, silly, naive. Do something. Look at internet challenges now. So you didn't have the internet then. You had movies. Right. So they thought the scene was exciting, you know, so they decided to recreate it in real life. And then there was a fatal accident in October of 93 that left one teen dead and his friend seriously injured. They didn't redo the scene. They cut out the scene. After oh. it was already in theaters. So think about this. That was 93, right? Uh-huh. Early 90s. How many years have passed? So now, good point, Nelson, as far as what kids trend on now is stuff like TikTok, stuff mm-hmm. that's on TikTok. Yep. But you can't erase that stuff. Mm-mm. No. You know, so we trended off of what was in movies. Yeah. They could get it out. 
And rightfully so, right? Yes. Even one person died. There's no need for it. You can, you know, I, that I get in the moment because of the popularity of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want copycats. You don't want somebody to do it. I right. get it. But you can't do anything with the trends now on TikTok, no. on social media. It's there they forever. try to go back and scrub them sometimes or like delete the accounts that they're coming from. But once they're out, they're out. It's gone. Yeah, it's out there. What's the, uh, the Toy Story one? The Toy Story one is, uh, it's just he's a dirty old man. How about you? And so you two are absolutely identical. (laughs) You know, I'm sure I could get you a part in Toy Story 3. I'm sorry. Are we back? Oh, all right, girls. Lovely talking with you. Yes, anytime you'd like some tips on acting. So Kelsey Grammer's the bad guy in Toy Story 2. And at the end, you know, Toy Story always does outtakes. And so it's like Woody's walking around going, hey, guys, how did you feel about the movie? And they flip the box around, and it's these two Barbie dolls, and it's Kelsey Grammer's, like, hitting on them like i could get you into toy story 3 and they feel it's sexually charged so they've completely cut that out of all releases now so that was the sexually charged one yes mm-hmm. right and they just cut it all out gone yeah. because it was creepy because it's yeah, Cause it's a little old man talking to two young identical barbie girls exactly identical like hey i can do something for you and get you in a movie but the suggested. question is is were they under 18 uh, we don't know we don't know. I mean, they look a little young in the picture if you look at them. <laughs> if you want to be honest, he's an old man. They're well, two little young you, Barbie girls. So he played this character, the yeah. cowboy, yeah. Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. Oh, he's Stinky Pete. He's the old man cowboy. He's the yes. old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a you know there's like a statute of limitations with old man hitting there, on younger yeah, girl. I mean, there it, it, there's an age <laughs> where the old guy becomes cute and innocent. Mm-hmm. Not in Toy Story. Now, if it was the main guy, what's his name? Woody. Mm-hmm. Woody. Now, if Woody, especially named Woody. If Woody is hitting on him, that's that I can understand. There you draw the line. That that I draw the line. Fair. That I protest. Uh, you want to do one more? Yeah, this is what they changed from Aladdin. So this was the original release. I come from a land from a far the opening scene. place where the caravan camels roam. Where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. And they don't like they didn't like the connotation of, of that, of like the cutting off of the ear. That's a little heavy for a kids' <laughs> movie. <laughs> Jesus. So this is what all Aladdin copies have, including on Disney Plus now. Where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. Yeah, so that's the, the whole oh, oh, they cut the ear out? That's all you got to do is go, oh, it sounds like a different voice, too. It, it did. did. Yeah, well, the whole mix is off and all of that. See, I don't like when they do that type of stuff. Like, they altered Splash, which I'm irritated by, because they don't they didn't want Daryl uh, Hannah's butt to show. So now when you look at Splash, oh, yeah. they've redone it in a scene where she's running into the ocean. They've made her hair longer, but you can tell it's fake. Uh-huh. I'm like, leave stuff alone. It's fine. Yeah. Kids have seen butts. <laughs> good butt, too. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not or a how fan. about all the Disney movies where like sex used to be in the in the leaves of the Lion King, and they've edited that, and the old cover to um, the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. He used to have a he was all bricked up. Well, that that oh. used to be a promotional thing, especially for albums. You know the the original album cover for Appetite for Destruction like a rape scene on it. Oh, my God. And uh, they didn't think that was a good idea. Well, no. I mean, I, I can it, go with that. And <laughs> I can understand that. The original album cover in which I have on vinyl for Poison's Open Up and Say Ah was this demon face with his tongue sticking out. Uh-huh. And that was bad. So the updated version, no tongue. Oh. 
I okay, guess but still a demon. Tongues in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> bad. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what's happening for Veterans Day locally and what Star Wars space event is coming soon. All right. Two big stories from today. We'll get your third round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Here we go. Third round of headlines. Thanks so much to good guys. Heating and air. Five, three, zero. Good air. All right, Nikki. Veterans Day is approaching and there will be lots to do in the city. H5. Veterans Day is celebrated every year on November 11th. This is the anniversary of the end of World War One more than a century ago. It began as Armistice Day with President Woodrow Wilson signing the proclamation for it back in 1919. Since November 11th of 1918, the United States and many of its allied nations have celebrated and remembered its veterans on the day that marked the end of one of the bloodiest wars of the 20th century. This year is in particular is going to be a 70 year celebration of the Korean War, which ended July 27th of 1953. Um, Auburn Area Veterans Day is going to have a parade that's going to start Saturday morning at 10:50 a.m. But there's plenty of other cities in and around uh, Sacramento that's going to be having parades going on Veterans Day. So if you look on fox40.com, they have a listing of all the cities, the times, and the streets where they're going to be held. And if anyone has any room, any extra room on the float, I can't speak for y'all here in the room, but I wouldn't mind jumping on your float and participating. Um, you know, usually, and as, as we kind of get our feet to the ground here in Sacramento, usually uh, Veterans Day and Veterans Week on this program is a bigger big is a bigger deal than we've made it this year. Uh, that's on us, but you know we're still getting things taken care of and getting things done. So next year it'll be a lot bigger. But you know uh, we would like to moving forward in the future to uh, participate in any parade yes. that you have, whatever it is. I mean, if you need somebody to help put it together, I mean, we don't have to be the center of attention. It's not about us. Uh, but Nikki is a veteran, and so uh, and I'm a big fan of supporting our armed forces. So. Um, current and past. So anybody's got any extra room, be more than happy to come out and jump. I don't know what I can bring. Can't bring much other than myself and a hello and thank you and say thank you on the air, but uh, we'd like to participate and say thanks for everything you guys do. Yep, you know? I'd like to come support for sure. Remember that one we did some years ago? Yes, that was so memorable for me because there was um, a band playing on the back of the float that we were riding on, and uh, one of the guys on that float uh, he was a big like fan of the show, and I was talking to him about something, and he was looking at the ground so much so that he made me look at the ground because I'm like, what's he looking at? And uh, long story short, he just was so, I guess, enamored to be around us that he didn't want to look at me, and I'm like, no, this is Veterans Day. We're celebrating. We're the same people as you, and I just, just gave him a little bit of motivation, and I just saw him change throughout the parade all the way to the end. And by the time it was over, he's all laughing and talking and joking with us. And that just made my day. Did, did you not have makeup on that? Because I've seen you some days. No, I didn't have on makeup. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why you didn't want to look. Oh, is that what you're saying? I looked bad? I'm just saying sometimes you look angry and maybe that he thought you were mad wow. at him. No, I did not look angry. I looked just fine. I mean, it's a double thing, right? It's a double donger. No makeup and angry Nikki D. I, I just wouldn't... told a good story and you messed it up. <laughs> I'm just saying I've been there, done that. Oh, my Goodness. And right. there's freebies this year. I'm going to be a little bit off. I'll be honest because I don't know my way oh, around. Oh, that's, that's the other thing. Veterans very Day. well. Oh, wait. Wait till the Monday. Next Monday. And uh, we go through Nikki D. Like she actually maps out all the free stuff she gets for being a veteran. And rightfully so. But she really takes advantage uh, of it. 
from start to finish. Like, she'll stop somewhere before the show, you know, and then she goes somewhere after the show. And then she'll take a break, and then she'll do a midday kind of thing. And dinner. And then dinner. I did write all the places down on this story so I can save it locally. And then before she goes to bed, she does a wraparound, so she's good for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> My hashtag that day is Nikki D Eats Freak. There you go. All right, second uh, story. Forget honoring May. Star Wars fans are going to be more excited for June. Eight six. Space scientists have warned that a horned comet nearly three times the size of Mount Everest has exploded and is apparently hurtling towards Earth. A comet uniquely shaped like Han Solo's ship, the Millennial Falcon, is due to swerve hmm. near Earth this spring. It's going to be coming on June the 2nd. They call this Devil's Comet. So you're going to want to look out for that, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. And why are you laughing at me, Nelson? Is it Gen X or Gen Z, the boomers? What millennial? Which it's one? Millennium Falcon. There you go. There you go. What did I say? Millennial. Well, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. No, whatever. It is. You know it, what I'm talking about. It is the most prized spaceship yeah. ever in the history of spaceships. Why? Because it made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nobody what knows space. what that means. Everybody knows what that <laughs> yeah, means. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> Only people who watch Star Wars knows what that Star means. Star Wars? Storage Wars? <laughs> are you watching Star Wars with your no. coffee? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's coffee talk. We're going to talk player. Star Wars and the millennials and their, and their birds and their falcons. Well, uh, you know what I learned this morning? Uh, I did not know this. I read Burt Reynolds... I guess every, this is a like a piece of information that most people know. And I'm a Star Wars fan, right? Are Bert, you? Burt Re- Yeah, I guess not. Burt Reynolds was originally asked to be Han Solo, which is wild. Would have been Why a whole different movie. And 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 it's funny because that cast outside of Harrison Ford and Alec Guinness, everybody else was pretty no pretty much no ones. Yes, nobodies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Alex Alec Guinness was only a big deal because of his theater work, and he resented it. And he, yeah, he hated it. Like he paid him so much money, it was the most highest paying thing of his life, and it continued to pay him in perpetuity. And he hated it. Like all those guys outside of Mark Hamill, they never really owned it. You know, like Harrison nope. Ford dodged. If I was, if I even had a walk on role. In Star Wars, yes, that would be my claim to fame. It'd be my Twitter profile. It'd be everything. Uh-huh. It'd be a little picture of me. Yep. You know, there's a guy I know. He was a stormtrooper in um, the Mandalorian. <laughs> and I'm like, good for you, bro. Yeah. Like everywhere in his social media is just him as a stormtrooper. Yep. And it's got it with his helmet off, so everybody makes sure to know. Yeah. You gotta make sure. All right. Uh, so listen to this. I mean, Nikki's going to explain something to you, and if you want to feel good about yourself. <laughs> you got to hear this. I don't think I've ever met someone whose body is falling apart as much as Nikki D's body's falling apart. So much so that there are things falling not apart, like they're falling inside. I mean, they're lost. They oh are. Forever. In Possibly. Talk about space. Yeah. <laughs> Different kind of space, though. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to comment. What is space? I don't know if that's big space, little space. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Better to just. Yeah, let that one go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Give us a minute here. Hang on. Thanks for listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Thanks to Kyle. He's about out the door. Or no, I think he's going to stick around.
Because you never know when that puddle of mud's going to play. Mm-hmm. We need somebody to help us out. He's a helper guy. He is, yes. Uh, do you have like a warning sound effect, like an alarm or an uh, uh, or something to that effect, just to get see. people's attention if they're kind of side listening right now? You got something. Well, no, if you don't, you can make it with your mouth. Wah, wah, there you go. Wah, that's great. Wah. That's perfect. Okay. Okay. Well, it stops now, but okay, that's great. I mean, do, do you want it to keep going? I can no, keep going. No, 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 that's good. I just want to get people's attention because I want to <laughs> warn them. I want to put a disclaimer on this conversation uh-huh. that there's warning wah, graphic. Well, I got to say that you can't come coming. Warning graphic content ahead. Yes. Okay. So that's that's all I wanted to say because when I read your email last night, <laughs> I wish I had that noise. <laughs> <laughs> I wish when I opened it, I heard Nelson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm reading this and I'm next to my wife. We're having dinner and I, I said, read this. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, <laughs> when a woman reads it, and we'll get to it here in a second, but when a woman reads uh, a story about numerous medical conditions, they then, like, it's not a big deal. Like, guys are squ- squirmish about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know I get weird and uncomfortable. And uh, my wife's like, oh, yeah, 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 this happens. You remember that one time, you know, with me? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I try not. So, what's wrong with you? So before I get into the story, I have wah, the first wah, wah. warning. I have to apologize to my mother. She's already a little angry because we mentioned it earlier. I did not tell anybody in my family yet about my doctor's visit. So I'm sorry, Ma. It was your birthday. I didn't want to upset you. All right. So I went to the doctor yesterday and I went to the gynecologist because I was going to do just a simple procedure. I have a Mirena, uh, a.k.a. A IUD. I was supposed to get it out. Isn't that a, a car by in. Nissan? Yes. Oh, I, I thought that's. Is. I thought you got a new car. I got a Moreno. No, I did not. It's IUD. It's, it's Moreno. Oh. So I was supposed to take it out, get a new one put in. So when I go see the doctor, because I'm new here, she can't get any of my medical history from Georgia. She asked me before putting in my IUD, could she just give me a regular pelvic uh, exam that women get every t- once a year? So I'm like, yep, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So as soon as she puts her hands in there and touches me, she says, your uterus is inflamed. And I'm like... Oh, that's great. She's like, I could have told so, you that. So, yeah, how, how how could you have told me that? Remember the other day? Yeah, no. I don't remember the other day. And you, you're, no. you're flush, your no. face. No, your no. Eyes so are glazed. she said, uh, more than likely you have fibroids, but not a, not a big deal. We can get you a sonogram and we can get those taken out. So then she goes further and she's like, hmm, all right, I can't find your strings because that's how they're able to pull uh-huh. your IUD out. She's like, I can't find your strings. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to do one more thing to see if I can fish them out. I'm going to fish around in there a little bit. Uh-huh. She was like, so you might feel a little bit of discomfort. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I really want to get this thing out. So she fishes around. <laughs> she opens the door. The wall comes up here. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> All right, Bill, I'm hooking them up. <laughs> <laughs> this usually works with your situation. Uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, four wheel drive. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Put, put it, it in low. low. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what happened, guys. Not quite what happened, okay? They are cracking up. Because how else are you going to be able to get out, you know? I mean, it's got to be low. 
Are you in here? <laughs> Are you D? Uh, no, that didn't happen either. <laughs> so, so hold on. I'm going to drop this. <laughs> That's a good 18 feet. <laughs> Back her up. <laughs> Put her in low. Sorry. Again. You done? Yeah. I am. Okay. No, kind of. So <laughs> she says, this is what we're going to have to do at this point. She did my breast exam, and I have a little spot there that's a little tender. But because I had a breast reduction, which I'm so dumb, and I didn't tell her I had one because I keep forgetting I had one, really. Oh. Um, she's like, this could just be scar tissue. We're not going to be alarmed about it. We're going to get you a mammogram scheduled. We're going to get you a sonogram scheduled. And then we'll have surgery scheduled because we're going to have to surgically mm. fish out the IUD, get it out. And then we'll have to take the fibroids out, however many you have in there. And then the mammogram, they'll determine if it's scar tissue or if you have lumps in there. So Yeah. You know, in all seriousness, that, like my, that could be, and I'm hoping, praying to God, that obviously it's not. Um, but my wife had something very similar, and they actually – you know, she had the what she had the the cancer in there, and she had to have the hysterectomy, right? Um, because of all that's, I mean, like all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's you know, jokes aside, mm-hmm. that can be pretty serious and obviously extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, with with all those things that are happening, you know, so especially the the breast stuff, you know, if they found a lump and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so that I, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. Yeah, so I have a lot of appointments scheduled, and I'm like, great, this is 40. My body's falling apart, and uh, this is where we are. And because I've prolonged going to the doctor for so long, it could be worse than what it would have been if I would have went earlier this year like I was supposed to. Oh. So do did uh, the doctor come back with like, okay, so this is where you're at. Uh, this is what you need to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. This is going to – oh, she did. There was- yeah, so I have all these papers she gave me, so today I'll be – Calling all these facilities to make appointments. I have to go give blood, have to go get a sonogram, and I have to go get a mammogram. And then I go back on next week to meet the doctor that's going to do my surgery, and then they'll give me the date. That the surgery to get the gimmick out. And the fibroids. Yeah. And the what is a fibroid? There's a hemorrhoid. There's an android. What's a fibroid? You know what? I hear women talk about having fibroids so much. I honestly don't even know well, what it's a it collection is. of fibrous tissue, right? And it's not supposed to be there, and so it causes you pain and inflammation. Jesus, who are you? Where did that come from? A <laughs> <laughs> doctor on the phone? What was that? He's right. It's an what do you have, like Tourette's? around I your uterus. I have like WebMD Tourette's? Yeah, They're kind like of. little balls. This is what they look like. I am a WebMD. Those are fibroids. Where is that at? Uh, my uterus. Oh, 
which is oh. inflamed right now. And that's probably why. So, I mean, it tracks for me. I have them under my arm. Why wouldn't I have them in my uterus? Oh, those are the balls under your armpits? Yeah, but they don't call them fibroids. They call that hydrotinitis. But, you know, that's what my arm looks like. I know. It's so, gross. Oh. Yeah, it tracks for me. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah, it was. So it, was, it just moved in, right? Where she wanted to show you that one that was outside. It just kind of snuck itself inside then. Obviously, there's plenty of room for. <laughs> wow. Real estate. They say, what do you got to do? How do they have to find it again? What are they? What? What? They're going to use what? A son? What do you say? A sonogram. Not that kind. Hash is closed. <laughs> Surgery to proceed. Fibroid dead ahead. We're going down. We're two, Captain. 20,000 leagues. <laughs> Up in the bitch. Up in the V. Up in the V. So it's a true red October. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and throw up. Oh my God, I'm going to puke. You're right. There's another ship down here. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, oh my there god! There's a lost IUD though. I definitely it's don't there. want to see the remake of that movie. <laughs> god Almighty! So glad I can bring you guys to tears this morning. Oh my god! So glad. I mean, if you can't laugh about fibroids, what can you laugh about? I don't know. Right? I mean, we're this... we're, we're a very fibroid, laughable heavy show. <laughs> Laughter's the best medicine. Yeah, laughter. Yeah, you probably go to the doctor next time it's yeah. gone. It could You're be. Welcome. You never know. Yeah, you are miracles. Welcome. They happen every day. But no, I'm not freaking out about it. I I don't take news. I don't know. I don't get freaked out by news. I just, I'm faithful, so I'm just a believer that You're I'll fine. go, I'll get it done, I'll be fine, I'll keep yeah. moving. But she also said you got to change your diet, too, right? She said that in order to get the lumps gone from underneath my arms that I've been having, she said the cure to hydrotinitis, which the doctors say there is no cure, she said it's a gluten-free diet. So gluten-free diet? Yep. She said, so said so Google-free diet. Gluten-free <laughs> diet. Get off the internet, Nikki. Yeah. She said she had several um, patients that she's seen that has it, and she suggested it to them, and when they followed it, they didn't. May I, I make a suggestion? What's that? So before these balls go away, mm -hmm. and just so that people understand, like under her armpits, she's got these little, like they're balls in yeah. different sizes, and they're, <laughs> they're all over. And she used to wear tank tops, and they just they dangle. You know, I'm not making fun, but right? Am I wrong? That's right. Okay, so oh they. they would, well, you want to talk about this? Uh -huh. We're gonna have a, a, tr a real conversation. Way. I'd want to describe it to the audience. Okay. So she had these dangling little balls <laughs> yeah. under her arms. So when she'd like raise her hands, they would, you know, kind of flutter. <laughs> and I really hope that this, you know, the gluten free helps out. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a big believer in diet, mind over matter, and all that stuff that that can help out all these medical conditions. My suggestion is, uh -huh. is before you, because they're a part of you, right? Right now, they're literally, they're a part mm, of you. They are. They're a part of us. Right. Because you're a part of us. So, you know, before you lose your skin balls, uh -huh. you know, Christmas is coming up. You should let us paint them oh, as ornaments. Yes. No, I will not. And you could yeah. be like a human Christmas you're tree. Christmas that tree. is so unhealthy. I have open sores. I would never let you paint me. We'll use we'll lead-based paint. paint. No. We'll paint around them. No. 
Not happening. Or you could do like a charity thing, like the angel uh, Christmas trees at the mall. No, they're not even that big right now anyways. They're smaller knots. I prefer smaller ornaments, to be no. honest with you. No, so you're not I'm, painting. I'm in. No, you're out. Spray paint from no, a distance? No paint. Paint gun? Very dangerous. No. No! Stencil. Use edible paint. No, no I paint. Can go in and out. But you're going to eat it after you paint oh! it? No, but what I, no I'm not going to eat saying, it. I'm just saying, then why do we need edible paint? Because edible paint can go you're inside gonna your body. You're going to paint it and then lick it? No, no. No. Sir. Oh, don't my try, God. Don't try and hijack this. I'm not hijacking it. We're not doing it. Okay. Well, that's, it, it's your balls, your decision. Absolutely. Your body. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Not happening. No. I was just a suggestion to get in the Christmas spirit. No. Right. If Nelson had balls on his arms, he'd let us do you it. You forgot who you're talking to, though. She hates Christmas. Oh, my God. I do not hate Christmas. How, how many dare tree- you, Nelson? How many trees are going to go up for your child this Zero, year? Zero, because we're not even going to be home. It actually We'll ma- be at my mother's house. She'll have a tree. <laughs> it actually <laughs> makes sense now. I understand why you hate Christmas. <laughs> why? Because you celebrate it all year long. <laughs> no. No, I don't hate Christmas. I love Christmas. You know, I just didn't do a tree one year, and I'll never live it down. If oh, I had human gracious. ornaments on me all year long, I probably wouldn't get into the 25th of December as no. much as everybody else. Right. No, not true. Well, if you need help mm-hmm. with anything, mm-hmm. Nelson's always I around. I say I'm available. <laughs> to poke around. The look, he's got great eyes. <laughs> I am a WebMD. Good vision. He knows about the fibroids. Mm-hmm. He's got an android. I have a doctor. And this guy's smart. Did you hear what he said? He is smart. Nelson's very smart. I give him credit for that all the time. I was like, what's a fibroid? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) Bob, I the etymology of the verb, something else. (laughs) And they'll click here, you'll go somewhere else. Uh Uh-huh. Pretty good. Do they have to cut you open, or do they just go up in there? I don't know how the surgery's going to go until I talk to the surgeon next week. I'll tell you, when Ray Cheddar hysterectomy, that poor girl, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you think you're tough? Us guys, we got nothing uh-huh. what women have to go through. Yeah, Everything from childbirth to hysterectomies to what Nikki's talking about. Uh, we are pansies mm-hmm. compared to, to how strong women are when they have to go through these different things. And they had a, a, a robot that had these, that like there's two little, inc- not even incisions, they're kind of like dots. They just mm-hmm. went in through her sides mm-hmm. and did all the, the, the stuff stuff. Yeah. And then when we got out and she's in the bed and everything you know was done, and she's in. She's recovering. The nurse didn't have to hook up the drip. Oh. And so my wife's sitting there in pain, oh. and she couldn't figure it out. And her mother's flipping out. And I'm like, all right, somebody's got to keep a cool head. I actually fixed the drip. What? I swear, it was common sense. It's a tube where fluid flows through. And it wasn't flowing. So how uh-huh. do you fix it? Like, so you're looking at, and I forget what they're called, that connect the two. Mm-hmm. And it was busted. So I'm just sitting there, I'm going, ma'am, not to tell you your job, but I think this is broke. This is busted. Mm-hmm. And so then I got, I went, I got the boss, and then I got some other people, and I said, and this young girl comes in, they bring her up from another level and go, you, sir, are correct. This was busted, and she fixes it, and everything was wow, good. Wow, look at that. I was furious. Could have went to medical school. I wanted to, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, like, at some point in time, it's just common effing sense. Right. <laughs> right? Square and square, right. star and star, circle and circle. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. All right. You are listening for Puddle of Mud's Drift and Die. That is the big, fat bribe song of the day. We have not played it. We get out of 10, by the way. We have not played it. When you hear it, be caller 18 to 916-909-0985. You never know when that's going to happen. Give us a minute here. Hang on. Show me the money. Money! 
98.8 rocks. Big Fat Live. What time is it, Nikki? It's... Time for the duckies. Time for the duckies. 98 Rockets, the BS. What is your name? Clint. Clint. How are you, Clint? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. What you up to? What you doing? Going to work? I'm at work. Oh, yeah? What do you do? Oh, I work for a place that reconditions 55-gallon drums. Cool, cool. What can we do for you? You called for a reason, I'm assuming. I sure did. I'm looking for them duckies, brother. Okay, Clint. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Clint, you are caller 18. That was Puddle of Mud. That was Drift and Die. Clint, we love you like a play cousin on our mom's side. You, my friend, have got $500. Woo-hoo! <laughs> now, Clint, what are we going to do with that $500? Uh, well, you got the holidays coming up. I got some loved ones to take care of. Yeah. So it's perfect timing. Look at that. I like to hear people just saying it's not for me. It's for no, somebody I'm else. I'm going to give it to somebody else. All right. Well, pay it forward. Brother, man, we appreciate you listening to 98 Rock. We appreciate you listening to the BS. This is the least we can do, and that is to give you $500 of the big fat bribe. I'm going to put you on hold, and Jackie's going to get all your information, okay? Right on, guys. Thank you. Love you. Yeah. Thank you. Love you as well. We got more opportunities. <laughs> For the $500, or as Nikki D likes to say, the duckies, duckies, you just keep listening. And again, listen for Puddle of Mud, Drift and Die, and be caller 18. Uh, we just want to give away, we like all this all this money, you know, this little behind the scenes, break the fourth wall here a little bit. All this money is in this closet next to the studio. Mm-hmm. And so every time we win, like, you know, Jackie in this case is going to go outside the studio and she's going to go get a stack of $100 bills. Yes. And then just put in an envelope. There's so much money there. And it's not ours. We can't do anything with it. Nope. So we want to give it to you. Uh, so you just got to keep listening. If we got a bribe, that's why it's called a bribe because yeah. you might not want to listen to us in the first place. Right. Now, we don't care why you listen. We just want you to listen. We just want you here. So we, we're, we're paying you off to listen to the program to make us seem like we're important. That's all it is. Yeah. It's all gimmick. You know, nothing more, nothing less. You know, I broke a, uh, <clears throat> a cardinal rule of mine last night. I'm very ashamed of myself this morning. <clears throat> you know, I couldn't sleep all night because of this. And that is uh, I don't eat breakfast after 11 a.m. Right. Oh, you're like my dad. So Military. It, it, yeah, well, all the years that I spent in the service, that's what we did. I'm just saying, that's a rule of thumb for him. <laughs> it's a rule of thumb for me. I see that. Yeah, I I, I won't even, well, even if it's made before 11 a.m. and I have to eat it after 11 a.m., I won't do that. That's so ridiculous. you don't brunch? Uh, I brunch, but I br- br- brunch is after 11, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, but so I won't. So you only eat lunch at brunch. You won't eat breakfast. Right. He's not having a like, crepe or anything. Yeah, there's a fine line, right? Oh, there, so you do. Yeah, there's there. And so we went to Miel's last night, right? Mm-hmm. So we went to Miel's in in Rockland, and uh, the way this girl that works there, I forget her name, she's so awesome. She's like so charismatic and so much fun, and blah blah blah. So it's me and my wife, my daughter, and my wife's like, I'm getting the Wolf Wolfman Jack, mm-hmm. and uh, and she goes, and I go, God, that sounds good, because I was getting my my norm. That's my my house salad and, and my club sandwich, right? And uh, and uh, and I was like, God, that sounds good. She goes, Well, get it. And I said, You know, I can't do that. It's six thirty. I'm not eating <laughs> breakfast at six thirty. You know, I don't. You know, I don't do that. And she's like, Oh, it's the best. And we start talking. And then this table next to us with this gentleman who was having dinner with his two kids, which was really cool. And uh, he goes, Well, it's called Brenner. And it was just out of the blue, right? And I turn around to have a conversation with this guy. 
and I swear to God, I thought it was Jack Black. He looked just like Jack Black, <laughs> like, like to the point where my filter was off, and I almost was like, "Oh my God, Jack Black said meows," you know that kind of thing. Why is everybody <laughs> waiting to get in here? Everybody's surrounding our, our studio. So, um, so I start talking with this table, and they're like, "Oh no, you can eat bits of it," and everybody's everybody's ganging up on me at Mel's. So now you've made this a whole conversation. The, right now. <laughs> the entire row is ganging up on me, and the waitress is leading the charge. Oh. And so my wife's getting the biggest kick out of this. And and then so the waitress is trying to understand why I don't eat breakfast after. I was like, I just never have. I don't believe in it. It goes against everything I believe in. And she goes, and then the conversation goes, she's like, you've never, you know, had breakfast at two o'clock in the morning after a night out. I'm like, yep, I have. But that's not breakfast. Well, you what feel like it? it's... I mean, I'm sorry. That is breakfast. But you feel like it's breakfast time because it's a.m. Right. Exactly. p.m. You know, and she goes, well, it's not breakfast unless you, like, literally break fasting. You know, like, you go to sleep and there's a gap. That's what breakfast is. Hey, she knew all that? She didn't put it in those terms, but that's what she was alluding to, right? (laughs) Because that's what breakfast means, break fast, right? You go to sleep, you're fasting when you sleep. You wake up, you're breaking your fast. Did you not know that? No. (laughs) What did you think it meant? Just what you eat in the morning. No. No. Breakfast. Breaking your fast. I learned what an anomaly was because oh, of gosh. Meat. And do you know the 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 uh, etymology etymology, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behind dinner? No. It's French. It's what two words. Well, one is dine. the dine. No, dine. Mm-hmm. Okay. But din in France means eating at night. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go tell somebody else this. That is totally not true. Where are you getting? You that just from? made it up. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I have a hard time trusting you when I don't know stuff. Because you're going to say something that sounds so convincing and it's a lie. But the break the breakfast is real. That, oh, one, yeah, that, that is real. That one, I'm that, looking it up. That I can't one, trust you people. Now, do you know the etymology behind lunch? No, I don't want to know it. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead and tell me. Okay. I, you're not going to believe me, though. This I'm not going to believe you, but tell me. Okay. Do you know who Lou, L-U? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Space guy. <laughs> Never mind. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. I don't know everything there is to know. So anyway, so she's like, so she's, we're having this debate about breakfast eating, you know, for dinner and stuff. And I was like, fine. And again, I don't fall to peer pressure. Uh Uh-huh. Fine. As I fall to peer pressure. Eat breakfast. I was like, give me a Wolfman. Give me a Wolfman Jack. And I said, I don't want the ham. Give me an extra sausage patty. Mm -hmm. So they bring it over. And I got to tell you. I might have been missing out all these years. <laughs> wow. But I agree with you because I had to program myself to eat breakfast after 11 a.m. Because my father had embedded it in me my entire life. And the first time that I did it and I, I felt like I was sneaking and doing something I had no business and I was an adult, I ate a bowl of cereal at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh. Just because my roommate pressured me like, eat this cereal. Yeah. You don't live with your dad anymore. And I'm like. All right. I can't do it. Pour this cereal and pour the milk. Well, here was my other conundrum is I sat down with my mind and my stomach set on having a club sandwich. So I order an unsweet tea, Mm -hmm. you know, with lemon and sweet and low. But you can't have that with breakfast. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So now I'm all out of sorts, right? Yeah. Because when I have breakfast, I have an orange juice. 
I have a water. Me too. And depending if I drank the night before, I'll have a soda pop Mm -hmm. and I'll have a cup of coffee. So I have like four different liquids going on. Why can't you have an unsweet tea? Because I can have a tea, but I have to also have an orange juice. I have to have orange juice with my breakfast. Like you have to have a breakfast drink. I may have orange juice and coffee, but it has to be orange juice. You have to have a breakfast drink Mm -hmm. with breakfast. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I had a glass of orange juice. These are a lot of rules with my What do you drink with your breakfast? Soda? No, I mean uh, water or an iced tea if I'm at a restaurant. Mm. No, you got to have OJ coffee, have some a little water, soda pop if you've been drinking, like I said, got a little mm-hmm. grease and you know, all that good stuff. So anyway, I was peer pressured at meals. Dang. And she made me do something that I've never, I never do. I don't think I've but ever But now done. that you've broken it, you might go out and eat breakfast again. In the no, I feel like night. a statistic. Like, I feel like a, a, a sheep. I feel like I'm like everybody else. Like I don't feel special anymore. <laughs> like she, she took away my superpowers of mind over Aww, matter. Oh, so Superman is fake. Look at there. Well, I didn't say Superman, but I'm just saying Superman. Look where your superpowers. That was kind of deep. I don't even think you need to go there. <laughs> just because you're a villain with arm, wow. arm, hey. arm balls doesn't mean you can say mean things to everybody else. I can, though. All right. For the fun around of headlines, what do you got? I'm going to tell you what deadly disease is going around and who entertained a group of whale watchers for three hours. Didn't we already cover that? What? The deadly disease going around? No, we have another one. I thought we did that last segment. No. No. Okay, gotcha. Thank you very much. Fourth and final round of headlines to get you uh, your two big stories from today here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. I'm being bullied. I feel triggered. Hmm. Uh, I feel uncomfortable. Out of sorts. Out of sorts. Our engineer won't stop staring at me. (laughs) He's doing it on purpose. He's standing outside. He's got a chair. He has multiple chairs. A bunch of chairs. And I got to put this binder in front of my face because now he's making obscene gestures with his long Taliban beard. (laughs) Can't do this anymore. He's still there. Yeah. Can you move the gimmick? Well, he's just going to move. He's doing yeah. this on purpose. It's not a white. This enough. is not conducive working conditions for me here. It's not. Fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to good guys heating and air. He not one of the good guys. Uh, 530, good air. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. Go ahead. <laughs> Another disease is threatening us this decade. H7. Pretty prevalent in the north, north part of Australia. Yeah, it's making a big comeback. Okay, he's from Australia, where apparently they know a lot about dengue fever. Mm. The chief scientist from the World Health Organization is warning that the Earth's rising temperature will make dengue fever a massive threat within this decade. And if you're wondering, what is dengue fever? It's a mosquito-borne tropical disease um, that's called by, caused by a dengue virus. And some of the um, risk of that is vomiting, you'll get a temperature, but... Kind of the good news is it's children, people that are pregnant, people that have prior had dengue patient um, fever are prone to this, and they do have a vaccine for it. So if you were to catch it, there is treatment. I think you mixed up your sentence structure there. The good news is it's just for kids yeah. and those that not, are pregnant. No, 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 I'm just saying yeah, it's, for those it's not going to affect everybody like how we just went through COVID <laughs> is what I'm saying. Well, you know what they say, dengue been that. You know? Oh, that's good. Done there, been there, done that. That's good. I didn't even think about that one. That's kind of what I was saying. I've never heard of dengue fever, though, until this article, until I was reading this yesterday. That's why I'm talking about it now, because I think a lot of people may not have heard about this, because it's not very widespread in the U.S. Nelson's dengue, right? 
I I mean, I experimented in college. But you knew all about it. Yeah. Uh, it's it, like. And, it, it, and when you, you know, didn't have it, you got a little feverish. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's Dengue. I don't get it. I don't get the joke. I know there's one, but I'm not getting it. It's not a joke. You're talking about Dengue fever. Yeah. He's Dengue before. He's Dengue. I don't know. I don't get it. Y'all can tell me on break. <laughs> Go I ahead. Second story. Um. Well, you had, well, you used to with your friend. Mm-hmm. What friend? That's uh, the one that you don't talk to anymore. Oh, my. You Dengue with her. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, you're crazy. I wasn't even thinking like that. Like I said, I experimented in college. Like, what I didn't did know what that meant. I was thinking about drugs. All she was thinking of was, I love that. What she, <laughs> she was thinking about drugs. She's like, he didn't go to college. <laughs> community college. They don't do that at community college. I was thinking about drugs. Oh, my gosh. Like, I was thinking dengue, bengue. I thought it was that mm. kind of play. But y'all were laughing too hard. But I'm like, bengue is not that funny. Mm. Whatever. Um, Wells in the Wild put on a free show. H8. Oh. Whales in the water, and what is better than a double rainbow? Well, yes, yeah, a triple breach, guys. It is a triple breach. Passengers on a California (laughs) whale watching boat were treated to a rare encounter when a pair of humpback whales swam Mm. over and they stayed for three hours and put on a show. This is south down in L.A. in off the Orange County coast. Now, I'm a whale lover and I love humpback whales. And if you're like, Mm. what is a humpback whale? Think about the story of Jonah in the Bible. That was humpback whale that swallowed him. That's where my mind goes too. immediately. Immediately. I think you guys are probably lying, but that's where my mind goes when I think about it. Mm -hmm. And when you watch the video of this, I'm going to post it on our website. Mm -hmm. They're doing tricks. They're staying with the boat. Like, I would have loved to be out there and see that. Why don't you go? That would have made my day. Because I get seasick. The boat they were on was so small. Take some Dramamine. Yeah, that's what I have to do is take Dramamine. But I I don't know if Dramamine would have helped me in that case because that boat they were on were really small. I mean, that's like your mantra. It is. Dramamine. I'm not full of drama. And, and you're mean. <laughs> Both. I wonder how much it costs to go out on those boats, because I want to do that, too. That's well, watch neat. it. Yeah. It's not, it's not um, mm. all that expensive. I think the last one that I that Nate went on when we were in Mexico was like 80 bucks. Well, it was Mexico. Mexico well, money is yeah. a little bit different. No, I still I mean, don't probably think charging that like much. a grand to go out there. I mean, if you just want to turn up the heat in your pool in your backyard, I <laughs> Come out there and you can do some whale watch, baby. Just do some tricks. Yeah. You need me to do tricks? You that's, know what? I wouldn't even say that. That's a horrible thing that to say. Is. Like I that, like that's mean. And he got so mad at me when I complimented him. Like that like what that's compliment? not even a, that's not even a funny fat joke. That's know, just mean. I know you're not coming mean. back to Santa. I know you are not coming you back to Santa. Red, you were so mad about it and just call yourself a whale. So it's funny you brought that up. Mm-hmm. You know what I found last night? What? The old show Santa costume. Oh, that I used to wear. Yeah, that Nikki used to wear. I was Saint Nikki D. Yeah, Saint Nikki D. That's good, Saint <laughs> Nikki D. I was wondering if you wanted to pass it on to Nelson. I don't think he could fit it. That's, no, I'm that's not being stopped, mean. I'm just saying. That's never I think stopped that me one's before. a little bit too small. That has never stopped me before. Okay. Right. Well, if you want to give you it a shot, it. I think it would be actually, I don't know, funnier if it didn't fit all that well. Mm. Okay. Santa with a half shirt. That's cool. Oh my pass God. it on to Nelson. <laughs> All right. Uh, last minute calls, comments, concerns, anything on the text machine, same number, 916-909-0985. You got something cool? If not, roll some credits and get out of here for a Tuesday here in a minute. As always, we appreciate uh, you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. 
Thanks to Kyle for helping out today. Thanks to Jackie for helping out today. Uh, where did I see this? I want to bring. Oh, here it is. Uh, on the B, we have a private Facebook group with um, uh, an audience from all over the country. If uh, if you're new to the show and and would like to join it, it's a great group of people. We like to call our listeners the two percenters. There's a whole story behind it. Actually, you can learn all about it on the Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, so just search for the BS Two Peers on Facebook. Uh, it goes through. We approve you, and you get in. But somebody had just mentioned on the BS. Actually, it was Tara. She says uh, Nikki uh, D says she gets seasick because you said you get seasick. That's why you can't go watch the whales, right? Oh, I do. No, I see where this is going already. But she was also in the Navy. Duh. Isn't that ironic? It's not. How do you think I figured out I was seasick? I wouldn't figure it out on land. I would have to go out to sea. Yeah, but you're to out. Realize at, that I'm seasick. But you're out at sea for a very long period of time. I was, but when I joined the Navy, I was also only 18, so I had never been anywhere on a boat to know that I'm seasick. Like, do you get past it? No, I have to just take medication. That's it. Well, there you go. Then I you had go to suffer. You can watch the whales hump. No. So the whole time you were on the ship, you were suffering. Yeah, the entire time. Wow. Oh, well, that. Mm-hmm. Put our that's that put our country in danger. That actually makes it did not put your country in danger. I went to two wars successfully uh, there and back, so yeah. fine. Well, thank God. Thank God. I mean, who else would have put out those fires? Nobody. If I wasn't there, exactly. And she was seasick. Believe I'm more it. impressed by you now. There's thank a you. there's a movie that should be made about you that <laughs> Navy veteran fought two wars for this country all while being seasick. <laughs> Call it the drama, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, that a, name I like. <laughs> a true tale of a Navy veteran. That I like, the drama, you know what I mean? This is a true story. <laughs> what was your title? What were you? Uh, seaman, just a seaman. Okay. Wooten. This is a true story about seaman. <laughs> One in particular. Say my name. I'm, would you let me do the trailer? Okay. This is a true story. About semen. One in particular. <laughs> semen Nikki D. <laughs> she fought two wars for her country. All while sick. At sea. Sea sick. <laughs> November 18th, streaming on Vivo. Drama, you know what I mean? A story of a Navy veteran who threw up multiple times. I really did. <laughs> I can't wait to get I'm surprised you didn't put it on Tubi. <laughs> well, I, was, I was trying to think of, I thought I was like, Fubu, Fubi, what is the name of that Fubi. other name? Fubi. I couldn't think of what the other name was. Yeah. Right. You got anything from, we got to get, you got anything from the text machine? Uh, Jason, as a longtime sufferer of plantar fasciitis, I highly recommend going to Fleet Feet and go through their foot measurement test for free. Yeah, so uh, a lot of running stores, I'm not, actually I am familiar with them. They, they do that. There's Any running store will do that. If you do get a, a custom insole, like you can go to a, a orthopedist and they'll do one really pricey, unlike these stores. I found that going to a New Balance store mm-hmm. and just buying the ones that they already have are really good. You just got to make sure that you've got a hard something hard on the arch. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So a lot of times you'll get the cheap insoles, and it, it won't. That's the whole point of to keep it up. No, now there's another theory on getting wearing flat shoes, almost like those those grip shoes. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that was seventy some years old, was having foot problems. Uh-huh. He's a former doctor. He started playing with those. They're kind of like um, the toe shoes. The toe shoes. Yeah. He's like, I want it to strengthen my foot. I was like, isn't it painful? He's like, it's painful, but it's getting stronger. And it worked for him. Oh. I couldn't have done that. It was like it was like playing tennis barefoot. Oh. You know, so anyway. Uh, tell Nikki D to go to Pushkin Bakery and to the restaurant siblings, all gluten free and the best we have locally. There you go. I'll have to check that out. Um, hi, I heard Nikki talking about the balls under her arms. I have the same thing too. I was diagnosed with hydrotinitis supportiva. Is that the same thing? It is the same exact thing. That's what I'm diagnosed with as well. Um, does she remember the story of Humphrey the humpback whale back in the 80s that swam? All the way up to Sacramento. Is that true? Is that a true story? Yeah, Humphrey did. They made a movie out of it. I thought so. Yeah. I didn't know if this was a joke or not, but I I feel like I remember that. He doesn't yeah. know. No, well, the, the movie. Humphrey. It was the Humpback Whale? Yeah, well, Humphrey. But yeah. They call it. And then what happened to him afterwards? I don't know. This is all they put on Texas. Well, things. sad. It was like one of those Bambi things. Because he, he swam all the way up the coast. To Sacramento. To Sacramento. And then he died. <laughs> No, he did. That's why. That's what. I'm, that's how I know the story. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Because he died. My mom he, told me to Google it and stop talking. Because there was like, <laughs> he like swallowed like there was drugs in the sea or something. He swallowed the cocaine. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know everything that. there is to know. Hmm? I don't know about that. No, that's all a lie. Everything okay. I just said. I made up. The last one says, "Thank you for your service, Nikki D. Mary. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate that." Yeah. You know, it's fun to tell stories. It is. Like, just as fast as possible as mm-hmm. you can, like, think yeah. Just as quickly as you can get them out. I really have heard of Humphrey the Humpback Well, though. I know I have. Yeah, there's a, a, a docuseries. Oh, please. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up. All right. Nick, you got anything before we get out? Yes, Google is your best friend. There you go. Nelson. When in doubt, put it in low. Low! <laughs> low. Oh, Back her up! <laughs> <laughs> It's time to get Nikki D's IED out. Put it in low. Right, give us a like, share, follow, and listen to the BS on social at The Bailey Show on YouTube. Get uh, our podcast on the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, anywhere you get your podcast. A new episode, episode 12 of the BS Uncensored uh, tomorrow with uh, our buddy Mad Dog Manny Aurora, who's a defense attorney, handles a bunch of big cases. You've probably seen him on the news uh, so that's good stuff. All right, keep listening. Puddle of mud, drift and die. Once again, we'll play today for your five hundred dollars to the big fat bride. Best luck to you. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at six. And bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been the Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.